Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Cameron Smith has run from dummy half and scores a grand final try. Welcome to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp on SEN. What an <laughs> intro. What an intro. Hang on. Where, where have they pulled that from? Mate, I Kempe. don't know, but I tell you what, this last 24 hours for me have been absolutely outstanding. Yes. Getting a start in the intro, Smithy. Oh, that's so good. Mate, that is that that warms my heart, Smithy. Was that, that, was that the night you scored four? Yes, against the uh, the Para Eels oh, on the buzzer there. And it was called by the great man, Ray Mate, Warren. It, it, Rabbits. Every, every time I see the try and then I hear the great Rabs calling out Kemp down the sideline, yep. it makes me go, that's crazy. That's like he's calling so good. my name, the great Rabs. So uh, whoever put that in, thank you so much for doing that. <laughs> I really do appreciate it. Go home, tell the wife. Bit of a big deal now. So what about that? So you got the intro on, on the captain's run now. Yes. Got and the what intro. else? Mate, I'll tell you what else. So, okay. I'm flying up yesterday, Smithy. Yep. Fly up. I, I actually enjoy the trip up here. I enjoy it. Get to get back to the Gold Coast. Yes. And, you know, it just breaks the week up and get to see Smithy, obviously. Anyway, so. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Mate, it's a big part of my week. Big part of my week. Um, anyway, so I'm flying up. Normal day. I decide to book the casino. Usually I stay at somewhere a little bit not as nice as the casino. Mm-hmm. But I decided to book the casino. Spoil myself. Spoil yes. myself. Mm-hmm. And so I book the casino. I rock up. Get to the counter. Right. And the lady goes, um, oh, yeah, are you just staying by yourself? Have you got anyone that's coming with you? And I was like, oh, no, no, that's like that's a bit weird that she's asking that. But all good. Anyway, she's, she gets it all done. She gets it is a casino. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, so she gets it all done and she goes, oh, you've been upgraded. And I was like, oh, cool. It's one of those typical you've gone from, you know, the, the cheapest yep. to single, single, single to room. double or something along those lines. He's like, no, no. She's like, oh, no, no. You've been upgraded to the penthouse. What? The penthouse. Oh. So I go up to the Star Casino penthouse by myself last night. Beautiful views. They reckon it's like over $1,000 a night to stay there. Oh, I wow. couldn't believe it. So I'm living the dream in the penthouse. And the only thing I could think, Smithy, hmm. have you had a hand in getting nah. me out of the penthouse? Because they reckon Smithy is the, is no. the boss of the Gold Coast. No. That's what they reckon. Oh, please. No. Hey, listen, I, I would claim that if I, if I did have something to do with it. But, um, no, they've just – obviously the, the um, wonderful lady behind the reception, she's a, she's a huge – Beat fan. Oh, I mean, we hey, we cater to all demographics, all that kind of stuff. It yes. was actually, you know what? It made my week. It's something that I'll, I'll talk about for a very long time. I'll so. ta- tell you what you need to do. You need to get on. You need to ring the bride. I know. So get up here. I've dropped the ball there, Smitty. Yeah, okay. I did. I rang her straight away, but I didn't think that they would give me. I didn't want to push me luck, put it that way. I didn't want to go back down there and say, can you give me a couple more nights yes, in the penthouse? That's fair enough. Um, that's but, fair enough. But you're right. It was, I should have played a bit of eyes up footy. Matty John's favourite uh, saying, eyes yes. up footy. Yep. And I should have called the wife and said, look, get up here, spend yes. the night. Yes. Let's, uh, and I, as a matter of fact, I could, told, I could have told the wife that I bought it. I was like, you know, I paid for this for you. Mm. She would have been like, yeah, that's, that's a joke. That's a joke. You didn't do that. You didn't do that. Um, but thank you, Star Casino, for upgrading yes. me to uh, the penthouse. That is truly the first time I've ever stayed in a penthouse. And I tell you what. You, you won't be going back. Though. I won't be going back because uh, that's $1,000 a night's a lot of cash. No, I mean, I mean, like, you will be going back, but you won't be going back, like, below anything 
Oh, the oh back that's down what the bottom. I meant. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's what I meant. I'm, uh, hey, you, mate, I'm with you. You're 100% going back to start. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Hey, look, the other people, they live different. The, the people at the top, <laughs> they live different. It's a different world. Different world up there. But it was absolutely incredible. Thank you, Star Casino. It really did make my week, and it was a beautiful, beautiful that's what I, was, I was about to say, you look fresh. Mate, I'm feeling fresh. Fresh as. We're, we're about to embark on the best radio three hours of all time. That's <laughs> okay. going to throw out there. That's going to okay. throw out there. Uh, but, yeah, thank you, Stuck I really do appreciate it. But we've got huge things to talk about, Smithy, huge things to talk about. Uh, a lot happening. A lot happening. Your your boy, Harry Grant, yes. has a groin injury. Mm. Now, this says a lot of two things. Obviously, you know, the Melbourne Storm already struggling massively with injury. Yep. But Queensland selection is just around the corner. Oh, yep. Where's and, your head at? And, well... I found this out. Um, I was speaking with with Bill Slater. He's, he was bringing up just to talk a few things, um, origin and whatnot, and just a couple personal stuff, just checking in, whatnot. But he he was at the storm yesterday, and um, Harry Grant was leaving the training paddock, and he was he was sort of in a bit of discomfort with it, with a groin complaint. Yet to know how bad it is. Mm. Um, myself never had a groin injury. Um, in my life, so I don't know sort of what's going on there. Um, but we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Um, some scans and some medical treatment from the from the staff down at the Melbourne Storm to determine how bad it is. I don't think he's going to play tonight. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure, and and that's that's um, public news as well that um, he sustained yep. that groin injury and mm. and he's out tonight. But um, I don't know what that means for Queensland mm. because I'm I'm pretty sure he. Um, he was going to be a part of that that Queensland yeah. footy side. Um, been playing outstanding this year. Uh, although you know, although the Storm have suffered a couple of losses, you know, he's been in, in great form. Mm. So, but this is this is rugby league, and this is it, this is why there's so much interest in Origin. There's so much drama. Have a look mm. at New South Wales at the moment. Yeah. With, you know, some of the stars unavailable, particularly for Game One. Um, with the injuries that they've suffered, mm. and and that's why you don't get too far ahead of yourself, particularly mm. with with state of origin, because there's another week's football to be played still. You know, there's mm. there's tonight a couple of games tomorrow, and then across the weekend over Saturday and Sunday, you really don't lock any team in until mm. that final game has been played, and you know that everyone has come out um, and is healthy, ready to go. Mm. It's 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 much more complicated as well than simply okay Grant's you know may or may not be injured next man up because the the interesting thing about Grant if he is injured for Origin mm-hmm. is game plans completely change because you know you would have to say Benny Hunt yep. maybe Reed Marnie are in the wings waiting yep. they're different players to Grant they're not similar especially Reed Marnie he's quite a different player to Grant so would it change the whole game plan how much does it affect queensland's game plan going forward um it, it may change slightly because they've got they bring different aspects of of footy to that team mm. and and to the game plan so um yeah you can still build a similar style of footy around them mm. um but you know harry grant is is very much a runner of the football mm. um reed marnie not so much but he's got a kicking game whereas harry um, not so much right now in his career. Uh, you know, Harry's got a, a short kicking game that he's um, used for the Storm yep. quite well this year. Um, but, you know, long kicks, Reed Marnie has, you know, a more of a, a long kicking game than what Harry does. So that mm. you'd exploit that if if Harry's not fit to go. You know, let's, let's not sort of get too far ahead of ourselves. Yep. Like, he's not ruled out of the Queensland footy side. And mm. I'm sure 
I'm sure if he's any chance of playing, I'm sure you know Bill will give him that opportunity at least to be ready to go. Um, you know, by before the weekend um, of of Camp One. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking he'll need to be up and running and, and training and, and ready to go. Uh, if you look back to last year, that was that was a bit of an issue for Queensland in in the lead up to um, some of those matches in the preparation. There was there was injured players entering that well, camp. Harry and Munster. Well, they 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 were a couple of them in in the first game, weren't they? They mm. hadn't played for a while, and they yeah. and they and a couple of players under injury cloud went into those camps and didn't train for the most part of um, the preparation. So the, their, their preparation wasn't great last year. Mm. So I think that's lesson learned and, and certainly one noted by, by Bill um, that he, he wants a fit side going into game one, particularly, yeah, particularly yeah, well. um, that he can have a strong preparation um, where he's got 17 players on the park for all of the training sessions. Yeah, okay. Very, very interesting. I mean, Origin, we love the drama. Now on the other side, when we talk about drama, mm. Latrell Mitchell, now Tom Dravojevich has gone down. Yes. There's no denying New South Wales have depth, but losing a guy like Latrell and Tom, mm. it changes quite a lot for New South Wales. What do you think is yeah, going to happen there? Well, it does, but the players that you'd, you'd – Suggest would would fill those roles in um, Crichton and Katoni Stags. Yeah, they they bring different strengths to that footy side. Mm. Now they're not, they don't have that that sort of type of X factor that um, Latrell Mitchell and um, Tommy bring to that footy side, where they can sort of break a game open from anywhere. Mm. You look at Katoni Stags, he he's a much more aggressive style player. Um, and very plays a very physical style of footy. Yeah. Um, compared to like a Tommy Turbo, mm. so you know he brings different aspects to that. If Crichton's there, which I I really think he will be, given the presence of other Penrith players. Yeah. He bring he brings a confidence um, of of being next to those guys um, for the he, well his entire career. Yeah. You know, he's playing with guys like Luai and Cleary, um, Brian Tottle. Um, Isaiah Yo, mm. you know, so there's an there's a ready made combination, yeah, um, for him to slip into. So, you know, it'd be it'll be almost like, sure, it's a it's a step up in intensity and physicality mm. throughout the entire match, but but it's almost like he's playing um, with his club side, yeah, really, yeah, it really so, is. So it's it's different, um, but at the same time they they bring different strengths to that New South Wales side mm. if they're named which yeah. which I think both of those players will be it's really interesting because I look at a guy like Crichton and he's got such a unique frame it'll be interesting to see if New South Wales go for him whether on fifth and last they swap Crichton when they're on their try line defending they swap Crichton and Toto for those crossfield kicks oh yeah just defending so a, a taller player out, out yeah, on the edge against a potentially Coates or Oates or whoever gets selected there but even like you know, even Talungi is quite tall. Even mm. uh, you know, Coates, Oates, all tall. Selwyn tall if he gets selected. So it, it yep. does seem like the Queensland will have tall wingers, regardless of who is selected. Yeah, I think so. Um, as you said, Talungi is probably the the shortest of of the lot. Yeah. Um, that Queensland have to pick from. He's still but, probably six foot two. But he's great two. in the air. Yeah. He's great in the air. Yeah. Uh, they must have done a lot of. Have you noticed how many tries they're scoring from kicks, the Cowboys? Mate. Like Jeremiah crazy. Nanai's getting on the end of them yep. as well. So um, they're all pretty good in the air, um, the Cowboys, um, chasing, attacking kicks. But um, 
if if that was to happen, then that's just the the Queensland players need to need to adapt on the run. Mm. So if they want to be swapping, if Crichton's there with Toto, they're playing together and they're swapping on on the fifth tackle to defend kicks. Yeah. Then yeah, the the kickers for Queensland just need to adapt and change their kicks. Like just put it on Toto's head. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and just quickly, really interesting with the Origin for New South Wales. You know, we spoke about Stags and potentially Crichton getting that centre spot. Mm-hmm. Does that make Whiten's position a lock at 14? Or do you think that would make Hines miss out? Or do you bring Hines at 14? What would you do in that yeah, situation? Well, you got, well, well you've got um, Jack Whiten still. He could possibly get picked in one of those centre positions. Mm. That's what I was saying. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd suggest it would be Staggs and Crichton, given their form this year. Mm. They, they, they're both in great form. Both um, players in their respective sides are winning a lot of football at the moment, so they're coming in with a lot of confidence. Jack White and a little bit different at the Raiders, mm. although he's had some strong matches. Um, but you, you, you'd probably say at the moment he he may be looking at a fourteen role. Yeah. Um, but then do you leave Nico Hines out? I, I just think it's it's really hard to leave Nico Hines out given the form he's in and the versatility that he brings to the forty side. Yeah. He can play any any position any position in the back line, mm. and you could play him as a as a as a floating say thirteen like ruck player, yeah. as a link player like a Isaiah. Yo. Isaiah mm. can play eighty though, mm. um, but but he, you could throw him in at if something was to happen to your nine, whether that be Damian Cook or Abby mm. Corrissau, I think they'll stick with Damian Cook. Yeah. He could he could jump in there and 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 do a role for you, mm. but just the versatility and the ability that he that he brings like his so silky his his ability to put people into space yeah um to put people across the try line like across the last season and a half like he's he's in the top what five at least easy if not in the top three for yeah. line break assist try assist mm, absolutely so he's in great touch at the moment well, I think he's number one right now in the, in the comp so it's almost hard to leave him out I could I could understand if if they opted for say Jack Whiten to to be in that footy side because he's such a competitor, mm. um, and and you know you hear the term built for Origin a lot. He he's that type of player, yeah, because he plays that aggressive physical style of footy. But uh, I don't know. I, it's really hard to leave someone like a Nico Hines out. It's it's just so interesting because there's so much more to selection than form. It's combinations, absolutely. It's game plans. It's really it's really putting together a, a seventeen that you think is going to complement each other. Mm. And and you and you got to, and I've heard both, you know, Bill Slater and and Brad Fittler talk about planning for scenarios, mm. whether it be you know illness, HIA. Um, Ten in the bin because the HIA and and the sin binning are so prevalent in the game right now. Mm. All you need to do is just you know be wrong footed, throw an arm out, you know, whack someone acro- across the chops mm. accidentally, and you could be in the bin for ten minutes. Yeah, that's so, so that, true. That quickly changes the dynamics of your footy side. Well, even you know to further that point, when it comes to different players complementing and things scenarios happening, remember a couple of years ago when Queensland won. Tedesco gets knocked out first 10 minutes. Mm. And it was actually Pappenhausen that was maybe going to be selected at 14. And then Freddie went with uh, a different direction. Mm. And a lot of people were saying that if you had have selected Pappenhausen. Yeah. At, hindsight. You know, hindsight, exactly. <laughs> it is hindsight. Yeah. But it, and so, of course, like how was Freddie supposed to know? But that's it's right. just a scenario that he yeah, may envision right. going forward. He may go, Cleary, if Cleary goes down, I've got Hines there. If Luai goes down, I've got Hines there. 
Well, that's that's why I was leaning, and you know, like at the end of the day, my my opinion doesn't matter as mm. far as New South Wales goes. I'm mm. just I'm just saying, if I was in that position, or just thinking out loud, Nico Hines covers so many positions. Mm. Every every position. If you have an issue with any position in the back line, he can play there. And if a dummy half was to have some issues too, he could jump in and and, and fill that role. Absolutely, and he's got the wettest hair in the country. We all know that that's his superpower. Uh, make sure to call in 1300-01-1170. Give us a call and ask Smithy your footy questions or text us 0457-736-736. After the break, we're going to preview tonight's absolutely huge clash. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with the great Smithy and myself. Now, Smithy, I want to take you down memory lane. Okay. One of the most famous... Matches pretty much regular season matches it was mm-hmm. the Great Storm versus Manly. It was at it was at Manly, whereas obviously Manly versus Storm tonight is in Melbourne. But talk us through the rivalry that seemed to spring. I think it springed out of the fact that, or sprung out of the fact that you both were dominant teams that just would want to win at mm. any you know any length. Yep. Where, where did it kind of start for you? And now it's a genuine rivalry. Yeah. Well, it started I think in two thousand and seven. Mm when um, we first matched up in, in the grand final yes, um, of 07. And then, of course, the following year in 08. To, we, we, as you mentioned, both footy sides were quite dominant through that period of, you know, through sort of 07 all the way through to maybe 2011. I think yeah, Manly played in the 2011. They won the 2011 Premiership. I think they played 13 as well, got well, beat by the Roosters. Yeah, they won the Premiership against yep, uh, Warriors. Yep. And then again, so just two really um, strong footy sides through that sort of period of time where very competitive, um, didn't really have a lot of um, liking for each other. Mm. And and I I think that that match you're talking about was the Battle of Brookie. Battle of Brookie. Where things just exploded. Um, It all come about from a, it was a, well, it was a Darcy Lussick, uh, Ryan Hinchcliffe sort of, Incident, should I say? <laughs> and things things erupted slightly. Everyone came running in, mm. and then it, it was Adam Blair, um, and then Glennie Stewart that got sin binned. Yeah, and just ugh. Shane Hayne was refereeing, I think, and mm. he sent him to the bin, but didn't really leave too much of a gap mm. <laughs> between two <laughs> players, and it was already like like the stakes were high, and, yeah. and everyone's sort of emotions were quite high at the time. Uh, but yeah, they 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 met up just before they got to the sideline, before they left the field, and and there was just it was just chaos. What was the the great Smitty doing in the brouhaha? Were you just jumping around, helping the boys out? Yeah, I was just come on, boys, get out of it, come on, <laughs> stop let's, it, let's go back and play footy. <laughs> uh, I, I think I grabbed Matty Bellin. Nah, fellow Queenslander as well. We, we weren't going to hurt each other, but um, no, I, I I was in there. I think I ran down there and just, well, yeah, just trying to break it up, really. Mm. Just trying to I, – I was actually – I reckon it was the only time I'd ever been on a footy field and just a little bit concerned about what was going to happen post. Yeah, the because crowd was the, crazy. Oh, they were crazy. Yes. They were crazy. Mate. It was – they were they were hanging over the fences, banging the fences, yelling things out as, you know, all the things you can imagine. Mm. Um, but it was that bad. Like, it spilled over. Like, it was that bad where, like, some of the like the the staff like the footy staff were in there trying to you know break the boys fight up, up and yeah. trainers were getting involved like there were sanctions for like for uh, water water runners and <laughs> everything like guys from guys from each bench got yep. involved and they were I think may have got um, a week suspension or maybe just like a, a letter of concern or something whatever it was but 
from there, that that was that was the height of it. Yeah, that was the height. Of that, that's as, that's as bad as it got. Mm. But through that little period, yeah, there was there was wasn't really too much um, love lost between the two clubs. Mm. But oh, I think over time, that sort of and and with the way teams are performing and 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 whatnot, that that sort of it dissipates a little bit. Yeah, you know. Whereas you look at Melbourne now, their their greatest rivalry you would say would be against Penrith. Yeah, for sure. Right now, for sure. And that's because of you know through um, twenty twenty. And 2021, mm. where it, it's just, it's really, it's, it's the two dominant sides really, yeah. you know, every time they come up against each other, they're saying, well, who's the big dog? Mm. You know, who's 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 the team that's actually running this competition and, and the benchmark? Yeah, absolutely. Just just back to that, that moment. As a captain, what is the, like, because you don't want to stop the boys from being aggressive no. because you want to win that battle. The next set of six or a couple of sets of sits, it's so important that you win that battle. So important that you win yeah. that battle. How do you get them to play responsibly and after the blue, so you get them to calm down a little bit, but not calm down too much? What, no. what's, what are you saying to the boys? Oh, after look, that? any time we had any type of um, disruption with a bit of a punch on or whatever in the back half of my career, that that you didn't have to worry about it too much. It was just mm. push and shove because you're not allowed to punch, not allowed to fight. But in the first part of my captaincy, you were still allowed to. You know, throw punches and whatnot, and you mm. get into little scuffles. But it was more about trying to settle down as quickly as possible and trying to mm. reestablish what we were there trying to do, and that mm. was to play a game of footy. Yeah. You know, fighting is not going to win a game of football. True. For me, as as the captain, it was always about it was always about executing the game plan mm. and and really trying trying to get that done because the the ultimate goal was to win the footy game. Yeah. Um, so it was really just trying to get their get their their mindset or or their concentration back on the game of football, and sometimes that's hard, mm. particularly for the guys that were involved in the fight, and they may still be a little bit frustrated by what what had happened. Um, but it's really just trying to get their mind back on the job as quickly as possible, mm. as quickly as possible. Now tonight, though, you've got uh, Hughes comes back in. We've still got Meany at the fullback. Mm. Uh, Grant has been ruled out, but Brandon Smith, the Dallium hooker, <laughs> goes into hooker. So I think that they'll uh, be good in the hooking era. Yeah, I think they'll be good. Uh, where do you see? Because I guess most people are going to assume Storm are going to get the job done. Mm. How do you think Manly bounce back after such a devastating loss last week? You know, a few tough calls against them. They lose Tommy. Is there a way to victory for Manly tonight? Well, well, I think there is, and you know, like let's be fair to Manly. I, I know they lost Tommy sort of late in the in in the game last week, but they 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 were winning by four points with. 90 seconds to go against oh. Parramatta. Okay, so that like they they were they were in the lead. Mm. They had an opportunity to win that footy game, and I, and I don't think they played like particularly well. Mm. Mm. Like in patches, they they were pretty good. Yeah. What they did do was they completed their sets really well, and it was a it was a pretty sort of challenging night as far as the conditions were mm. concerned. It was it was really slippery before kickoff. It had rained all day um, in Sydney. They got a little bit of rain throughout the match, um, so that. I, I think if they take that that aspect of the game down to Melbourne tonight, which I think it's going to be dry, mm. um, it, it's really strange. It hasn't rained in Melbourne all year. <laughs> but Crazy. We're, we're copying it in Queensland Crazy. so well. But anyway, um, if they take that, if they take that down there, which I think they need to do, mm. um, where they complete high, I think they they finish the game with maybe eighty percent completions. Mm. So if you if you do that in any match, you're going to be in it. Yeah, and particularly without. Um, you know, Tom tonight, Marty to Powers out as well. 
Um, he picked up. He sustained an injury last week, also. Mm. But if they can, if they can go down there and com- complete their sets really well, high completion, have a fair share of um, possession, also, they're a really good. They're a really good chance. What makes it harder is that um, Jerome Hughes is back, mm. and that not only does that bring, you know, a, a bit more sort of a feeling of of um, comfort for the players. Um, in the Melbourne Storm, having their their general, their number seven back, their organizer, mm. what it does then is also it takes a lot of pressure off Cameron Munster. Yeah, for sure. I think we've seen in the last couple of weeks he doesn't overly enjoy that role of having to organize. Yeah, he likes he likes having someone there that that executes the game plan for the footy side, mm. instructs people where they need to be, where they need to run to to set up their their um, their plays that they're going to put on, mm. and he can just he can just feel. Um, like he can roam around the field, and when he sees an opportunity, that's when he gets the ball. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I cannot wait for tonight's match. It's going to be an absolute classic. We've got a text here. Shout out to the goat. Didn't like him twenty years ago, but last Friday at the footy in the field club. In the field club. In yeah. the field club. Yep. Meet him, and even though he was busy with Channel Nine, he took time to say hi and chat with the boys. And turns out he's a good bloke. Thumbs up. Still a dirty Queenslander for the next six weeks. <laughs> but respect is due when you meet the GOAT. We've also got... Good morning, gentlemen. Can you see any hope for the Roosters' attack? Although they were missing Beryls, Radley and Tup- uh, Tupanua yep. against the Penrith, the ball movement is very limited and way too much lateral stuff. The attack last year was more creative, even allowing for the horrendous injury toll. Mm. Oh, I, still, I still think they got improvement in them, mm. the Roosters. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're, they're not playing and they're not where... They they should be. Mm. They're a much better footy side than what they're showing at the moment, I, and I, I think they'll bounce back this week. Yeah, I do. Oh. We'll, we'll preview that game a bit later, but I think they'll bounce back. I agree. I think they'll. Uh, I think last week it was there were moments. You got to remember, sixty minutes of the game they were really really in it. Mm. Anyway, we're going to head to a break. Make sure to call in thirteen hundred oh one eleven seventy. Ask your footy questions or give us a text oh four five seven seven three six. After the break, we'll continue previewing the round of footy. Plus, we've got best hand segment later. And uh, we've also got the Bailey's ladder update. See you after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We've uh, got plenty of texts coming in, so make sure to call in. But we've got a caller here, Pedro the Rooster. Pedro. Are you there, Pedro? Morning, boys. How are you going? Good, Good mate. Thanks. Mate, um, this one for Cam. Um, there's been a bit of criticism about Brandon Smith and him coming to the Roosters next year and the way he's playing. I think unfounded. I think he's going to be sliding in next year very much in the Jake Friend type um, player. I think that's what the Roosters have been lacking. Um, and as good as Ferrell's has been, he's been unlucky with injury and they just haven't had that uh, since Jake retired. Well, what are mm. your thoughts, Cam? Yeah, well, I think, well, what's the criticism been that that he's not sort of like a a premiership nine type of player. He's not going to bring a premiership. Is that, is that what the criticism is? Well, no, been? no, I think, I think um, um, maybe brace or a couple of others. I mean, uh, we're criticizing, <clears throat> criticizing when he was running or running too much. Now he, right. he hasn't been playing all that much hooker. Has he? He's only been sliding back in since uh, no, Harry was being no. injured. Yeah, well, that's right. And so the, this year, Pedro, like he, he's played spits and spurts at number nine and, and it's really only been when, He's needed to go there because of Harry Grant having the nine jersey now. Um, so and and I and I don't believe he spent a lot of time there um, in the preseason. But if you just think, it's funny how these comments come about Brandon Smith. And you know, I don't think it's the right fit for the Roosters. You know, him being number nine, only twelve, like not even twelve months ago, 
he was the best hooker in the competition. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not forget about sure. that. And we had every so-called expert, and I say that with – is that inverted commas? <laughs> Quotation right? marks. Quotation marks. <laughs> expert of rugby league absolutely standing up and applauding Brandon Smith. Yeah. Okay? Sure. So let's not – some people have got short memories. Yeah. So they start criticising him for, you know, some of the football that he's played this year. Not so long ago, everyone was up and up and applauding how such yep. a great season he had. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, he, he, was, he was the best dummy half in the competition. The, Mate, hands I, I down. I think you'll spot him well. I think he'll be really tighten up that middle, which at times yeah, has been look, um, pretty, yep. pretty weak for the Roosters. Yeah, look, I think he, I think he'll do a great job there. There's no doubt about that. It's a it's a great system. Um, everyone knows that about the Roosters. You know, they've got a great coaching staff there. He'll go up there and he'll play well. What he'll do is he'll bring that running game back to the number nine jersey, which I think they've lacked a little bit over the. And and to be fair to the Roosters, since Jake Friend retired, um, they've had you know three or four different players playing that position. Yeah. But but he he is an out now player and he's a competitor, so you do not have to invite him to run the football. Which which I think will, it'll bring that sort of forward momentum, getting all their other players on the front foot again getting when Deary, he gets up there. Deary and Walker involved. Yeah, that's right. Sure. That's right. Yeah, it, it's really interesting with a guy like Smithy, mate, because oh, Brandon Smith, that is, is that when you become a a headline or someone that when you put Brandon Smith in a headline, it gets a lot of clicks, it gets a lot of views. As soon as you're, you know, even playing 10% less than you were last year, yeah. it's very easy to be like, well, let's target this guy now and, and make him the headline of negative news rather than positive news. And mm. I think with Brandon Smith, he would just be an easy go-to mm. when, you know, we want views or we want clicks. Uh, for example, we, we talked about a couple of days ago, uh, they were talking, some people on NRL 360 were talking about his tackling technique and how that may be something to be worried about. Please. When we were we were literally watching normal legs tackles mm. and just players happen to get injured. So I think that's evidence of it's Brandon Smith. He's a big name now. He's a superstar. If it was any other player that was at a different club that wasn't a superstar, we wouldn't even be talking about it. And I think that goes to your point with the Roosters. Like Smithy said, only wasn't even three, five months ago, four months ago. Yeah. You wouldn't find a single person in rugby league that would have said that he wasn't the best nine for 2021. So I think the Roosters have got an absolute steal on their hands, uh, and I think he's going to be fantastic at the Roosters, mate. I agree. Good on you, boys. Mate, Good on you, Pedro. Thanks for calling in, Pedro. I appreciate it. Uh, now we've got another text here, Smithy. With the news that uh, Chanel Harris Tavita is taking a break this week, so basically at the end of his contract this year, yep. he will take a break away from rugby league and and live his life. You know, maybe travel. I'm not sure, but basically just needs a year away from rugby league. Uh, this this text, Ryan says, uh, have you ever? Oh, sorry, not Ryan. Uh, they're asking Smithy, have you ever been unfairly or harshly criticised and ever thought about? taking a break from the game. No, I'd never really had that sort of thought in my mind at mm. all. Um, you know, and, and there's going to be times where as a, as a footballer, you're going to cop criticism um, for certain things. But at no stage did I ever, ever contemplate walking away from the, from the game mm. or, or having to take a break. Um, and, and, you know, if Chanel feels strongly about that, then that's fair enough. Mm. Um it's 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 um it's it's completely a personal decision, and if he if he thinks that's the best thing for him, uh, moving forward for his for his health for his mental health whatever whatever it is, 
then that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But, yeah, for, for myself personally, no, I, I never ever sort of contemplated doing that. Mate, I, I respect it because how many players are currently contracted and in squads mm. that don't really want to be there? And he's got enough courage to come yeah. out and say, you know what, I don't want to be here. Well, well he could have got a contract next year. Yeah. Easy. Well, you'd suggest across maybe three or four sides in the competition there'd be there'd be several players just say, just saying, say, look, I don't particularly want to be here right now. Yep. Um, but, yeah, this guy here for, for you know, whatever reason it is, there, there could be multiple reasons, Kempi. Yeah. That he just feels like he needs to uh, needs a break from the game. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to do that, and he's and he, as you said, he's had the courage to stand up and 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 let that be known. Mm. I, I I really respect it. And also, guy with guy like Chanel, like he has gone through quite a few injuries over the last twenty four months. This might be the best thing for his body. Mm. Go and you know, as long as he stays fit, keeps moving. Yep. Let his body heal up without the contact. So I really respect it. I really do. Uh, we've got another text here. Uh, hello, the goat in people's beak. Do you think Wayne Bennett's connection to English footy, uh, he will get some players over to the Dolphins? And if mm. he does, is there any players you think would be a good fit or stand out in the NRL? Well, well I don't know about anyone in particular right now, but but I'm, I'm sure with his connection to English Rugby League that he'd have some people in mind. And if you think about it, Kempi, it's actually not a bad not a bad ploy mm-hmm. because those guys, they're not involved in state of origin. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to lose English players to potentially three matches a year. Um, you know, so we, I know there's sort of some mid-season tests, but they usually play them in and around the break mm. where um, the the second state of origin is played on a Sunday. But I, I think it's not a bad ploy. Mm. And, if you, and if you're watching the Super League, and, and I know – People, a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, that's it's a it's a sort of sub. Well, it's it's a drop down from from mm. the NRL, and probably on the most part, there's not the same sort of consistent level that the NRL has week on week. Yeah, but there's some there's some wonderful players playing in the Super League. Mm. Oh, absolutely, and you got to remember, like, if they came over and were in NRL systems and preseasons, yeah, they're going to improve. Well, that's right, they're going to improve, especially uh, under someone like Wayne Bennett. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I've got another text here. Uh, Cam, how much money is it going to take you to get in the ring with Gal? I'm hearing whispers. That's how that's he's now set his sights on you, mate, for his next cash grab. <laughs> Has he got one fight left? Is that right? Mate. That's what I'm hearing. I spoke to Gal a couple of weeks ago. This is before his, his last fight, and I think he's, I think he said, mate, I've got two fights left with with his contract with whoever promotes his fights. Yeah, no limit. Um. So I think that's his situation. I don't know. Like, will he fight another one? Will he fight a third? I don't know if he can handle you, Smith. <laughs> if I'm being honest here, I'm backing you all the way. All right, hey, listen. You let me know. Yeah, I want to hey, get some early money in. If we're all being honest here, <laughs> it's highly unlikely I'm going to jump in the ring with Gal. We've 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 seen. Hey, we've money seen, speaks, mate. Money we, speaks. We've seen how tough he is. Um, well, is it, Junior Bolo is going to take him? Junior Bolo, yes, absolutely. That, that's a great fight. Actually, that would be a great fight. Is that going to happen? Oh, I know Bolo would like to. Be available if Gallon is keen. Yes, yes. They fought before, and Bolo actually went really well, especially the first round. Then he kind of gassed out. Okay. Obviously, Gallon has improved a lot since then. Yep. But so has Junior Bolo. So I actually would love to see that fight. I would mm. love to see that fight. We got another text here. Everyone is saying Ben Hunt should be fourteen for Queensland. But do you think AJ Brimson would be a better option as he can cover more roles, including fullback? Um. Oh, look. You got to think back to. At the moment, I don't think so. I mm. think Ben Hunt's playing some really good football, although you know the the Dragons have had mixed results mm. across the season. 
But if there's been one standout for that footy side, it's been Ben Hunt. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been great. Think back to last year. Um, he plays game three as number nine. He played the entire game as the dummy half for Queensland. Picked up man of the match. Was a huge two tries. Huge reason as to why Queensland was able to salvage a victory in game three. And it was pointed out that uh, he's actually been voted over the last three series, Kempi. Mm. Ben Hunt has been voted Queensland's player of the series. Wow. Two times out of the last three years. So it's called the Ron McAuliffe medal. Yeah. He, he, he's picked up the Ron McAuliffe medal um, twice out of the last three series that he's been involved so in. So, I mean, he's almost a lot. Obviously, you can't select now. But no. He's almost a lot. Well, like. look, I, you know, I'd like to think that Ben Hunt will be in that footy side. There's yeah. no doubt about that. And, and I, I completely understand the argument for AJ Brimson being there. Mm. Um, but, you know, Benny Honey, he covers both positions in the halves, um, can play nine, as I've just mentioned last year, he was the man of the match mm. playing in that position, can play as a, as a link role as well. We are talking about that with the New South Wales side a bit earlier. Um, and he's a kicker. He can kick the ball. Yeah. Like he's got a really strong kicking game. Um, you know, so he, I'm, I'm sure he'll feature somewhere. I, I don't think that's going to be a huge shock. That's not, that's not a scoop. Yeah, that, I mean, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to find himself in the Queensland side somewhere. Uh, and just quickly, uh, g'day boys, enjoy your show. Look forward to it every Thursday morning on the app here in Perth. Uh, what do you think is going wrong at the Titans? Cheers, Raiden. Well, I called this game on the weekend, right? Titans versus Sharks, and they they had opportunities to win the match. They end up losing by seven. Mm-hmm. Okay, losing by seven. There, there was a middle part of that game where it got away from them a little bit, and the, and they were able to score a couple of tries late. Mm. Um, it's it's just there. It's their completions and 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 playing a little bit smarter. Mm. Like there there was towards the end of that match, I felt and I said this in commentary that Toby Sexton, AJ Brimson, mm. and uh, Jaden Campbell they they needed to handle the ball mm. nearly every tackle in the in the final ten or fifteen minutes. This is when they were down by they were down by what was it thirteen points I think mm. might have been a bit more actually they were down by eighteen. I think Nico Hines kicked the field goal a tad later. Yeah, but they were they were down by they needed three converted tries, but they just kept playing to their middle forwards, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. that that's I, I like middle forwards using the football together and having those short passes, but when when the game when when you need points when you need good decisions made all the time they they need to just Toby guys like Toby Sexton AJ Brimson they need to tell the big boys hey boys. Get behind me. Mm. Give me the ball. They need to be getting the ball straight away. Mm. Need to be going at the line and 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 ask the big boys to punch holes for them. Yeah, inside and out. Have option runners out the back. Mm. I, I just think they just they need to be a little bit smarter mm. because they were they had a golden opportunity to beat the sharks. On yeah, the weekend. absolutely. They just. I'm, I'm being honest here. They they just held on the sharks. Mm. No, oh, mate, I, I totally agree. Especially. You know the, the tough thing for the the Titans. I know he's coming next year, but geez, they could have used like a foreign or oh, a Fogarty. Well, yeah. Um. So look, they're young. They'll they'll work it out. I'm sure they'll look at video and hopefully next game when the, the game is on the line, they mm. make the right decisions. The good thing is at least they were in the match. That's right. They got they got themselves in the match. And now, I'll tell you why. Big reason. I know we have got to go to a break quickly. It? Yep. Jaden Campbell. What a superstar! Incredible. Superstar. Absolutely. He's got to stay in the side. There are much better side with him in it. Uh, we're going to head to a break, but after the break. We've got our best hands segment. Best hands by Schnitties. Schnitties. See you after the break. 
Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz, the best hands in the schnitzel business. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Every time I hear the Schnitz ad, I get hungry. Oh, I could be doing some Schnitz right now. Yep. Absolutely beautiful. Yep. Now we've got best hands by Schnitz. What do we got this week, Smithy? Uh, it's just the best hands in this competition. It just doesn't stop amazing me week on week. One point this week, Isaiah Papali'i. I don't, did you see the Parramatta Manly game? Crazy. The, the, the back rowers and the skill that they have in this competition right now, just to be able to like a quick little tip onto their mm. center or winger, um, just crazy. Well, he tipped on this time to um, Penasini to score that match-winning try against Manly. Um, just outstanding. As I said, I mentioned in that um, that match how both teams really, they just they competed and, and com- completed also really mm. well in, in tough conditions. And um, that was that was just a great, great moment there by Papali'i. Um, two points went to Daly Cherry Evans. Same game again. He's 25-metre cutout power. Cut out pass to Tui Pilotu. Wow. That was, and that was just a, he he, he knew he was going to be there. Mm. And he could just, oh, the, the great players, they they know, they can they can almost sense that the opposition defenders are in field. Mm. And he just went across the field to his right and just, it wasn't even a spiral pass. Yeah. It was just, it was just a, 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 a the old six o'clock pass where it was just end over end, hit him on the chest and Tui Pilotu goes over and scores in the corner. Um, but three points, three points this week went to the young man on debut for the Broncos, Ezra Maum. Did you did you see you surely you were watching the Broncos? Mate, did I camping? see it? Come on, mate. <laughs> I was up I had my chair, mate. I was but out his, my chair. So he gets the ball from dummy half, right? He gets the ball from dummy half. It was a quick play of the ball. I think it was Kurt Capewell. Mm. He got a quick play of the ball. The markers the marker wasn't set. There was only one marker there. Mm. He 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 takes off from dummy half, right? And is about to get tackled. I think it was a six to go. But as he was getting tackled, he just he like he just flicked it across his back, mm-hmm. like not looking. It was a no look flick pass across the back, which hit Billy Walters on the chest, and Billy Walters went over and um, and scored a well. It was the opening try against Newcastle, Mate. which was a which was a great night. So there it is, the three. Three, two, one for our uh, best hands. That was best hands thanks to Schnitz. Bite into golden, delicious, handcrafted Schnitz. After the break, we'll wrap up the first hour. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. I mean, what an hour it has been. We've talked about Origin. We've talked about uh, Storm versus Manly. We've gone down memory lane. But, Smitty, uh, we've got some vouchers to give away, don't we? We do. Texts and callers. We'll keep them coming in, guys. We've had a thousand so far already, but um, one lucky winner is going to take away a fifty dollars Schnitz voucher. Oh, we oh, love oh, Schnitz, oh. don't we? I want that voucher. We love it. I'm going to text in. Are we, get, are we getting some today? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not this week. Hopefully We're, next time. Bit of a rush. Um, but the fifty dollars Schnitty voucher that's up for grabs, and the TaylorMade gift pack. If you're a golfer, if you're a golf fan, get amongst this. The TaylorMade gift pack. You get a dozen TP5 golf balls and a Tour Radar hat. Oh, TP5, yeah. the TaylorMade TP5. It's the, the golf best. ball that beats the number one golf ball. It beats ball, the number one golf ball. Which it was, it should be. It re- was number two. Now it's number one. Number one. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, after the break, after the news, we will, uh, we'll be round 12 previewing. So see you on the other side. Oh, what about the smile on your face, uh, Kempi? I cannot believe hey. it. I can't believe it. On, yeah, good. On top of the night in the, the, uh, the penthouse, now you've got Rabs calling the, uh, the four-try special. Mate, it's just, it's made me weak. I, I, you know what's really weird about this, Smithy? This is, yeah. 
might get a, bit, a little bit dark here, but yeah, well, uh, hang on. Every yep. time, every time something real good happens to me, I'm always like something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> every time something's like oh, going too good, I'm like, yes. hey, don't get too keen, okay? Because life's gonna come and humble you. So mm. just stay, stay on the ground, That's keep right. stay on the ground, don't, don't, don't get, don't get carried away. Don't get carried away. Exactly. Look, it's just I'm, a nice moment. Enjoy it. Exactly. I might have been in the penthouse at the casino carrying on last night. Maybe mm. I was at the high roller table throwing some cash around. Okay. I, I wasn't really. I don't actually punt that much. No, but you went there. Um, anyway, we've got Melbourne Storm versus Manly. We've already done that. Yes. Next game, Penny Panthers versus NQ oh, oh. Keyboard, Keyboards. I was going to say Keyboards. Cowboys. The Cows. The Cows. I mean, I mean, let's just speak quickly about the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. How incredible has their turnaround been, especially considering it, it's – what I love about the, the Cowboys' turnaround is it's like Peyton came in mm-hmm. and he made some really tough decisions. Yep. From recruiting Townsend, a lot of pe- most people were like, "Oh, what's Townsend going to bring?" Which is crazy, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, then the Tamalolo changing the way he plays and and you know changing the whole game plan to suit a new style of footy. Mm-hmm. What I love about it is it didn't work the first year, but he's stuck to his guns and he's paying dividends now. Yeah. What do you? Where do you think the Cowboys are at? Are they finally turned things around? Well, I think so. And and if you look at their performances, they they just look like a team that understand the game plan. They they know exactly what's required of them uh, or from them from the coach um, or the coaches, I should say. Um, and they're going out there and executing it beautifully. I, I think we've seen a, a huge change. And I'm, I'm, this isn't a knock on, on um, the hammer, hammer so tabuai for doe, but having Scott Drinkwater at the back, yeah. I think I think has really um, inspired those, those guys like, um, Val Holmes um, and and the play, well particularly sorry Tom Deard and mm. and and uh, Chad Townsend he's really helped take a lot of pressure off those guys where he's just an out and out footballer mm-hmm. and he's playing exceptional footy at the moment yeah um, Scott Drinkwater so they they just they look they look energetic they're a young they're a young um, energetic enthusiastic footy side and with the way the game's played these days and and some of the rules that have been introduced if you can get if you can get a group of young players playing with that energy, playing with that exuberance and enthusiasm, but also can add consistency to their football, then you've got a very, very good football side that are hard to beat. Yeah. And that's what the Cowboys are at the moment. Although this is this is this is the test. Oh. A lot of people were saying last week was the test, but like you know, congratulations to them. They mm. they they played extremely well against the foot against the Melbourne Storm side that a lot of people still believed could win that game. Yeah. Okay. Because you know, even with Hughes and Papenhuyzen out, um, Nelson Asofa Solomona was out. Remus Smith was not there. Um, even without those guys, Melbourne still had a very good football side that went onto that football park. Mm. Okay, and and would beat. Many other teams in the competition yes. on that day, but the Cowboys, they they played great. They didn't allow. They put so much pressure on Melbourne. They kept asking questions all night. But the big test is this week yeah. when they when they take on a Penrith side at home, unchanged from last week. Have been in great form. Have been the most consistent side all year. The best footy side in in the competition right now. Mm-hmm. This is the test. Unfortunately, Kempi. They will be taking them on without Taumalolo and Kyle Felt. Yeah, um, it would have been nice if those two players were there, so they had two full strength sides up against each other. Mm. But you know, I, I think they'll go down there and and they'll compete really well. That's the one thing that they will do. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing in the Cowboys' advantage is that we, we often talk about the Penrith Panthers' forward pack, how explosive and fast they are. And I think the good thing about the Cow, Cowboys' pack is outside of McLean, who is a veteran and you need a veteran in your forward pack, yep. this is a young, energetic, explosive forward pack, the Cowboys. So they actually do have the troops to combat that really fast kind of footy that the Penrith Panthers play. I also think that Townsend, yes, like obviously Cleary is incredible. But Townsend, I think if he kicks really early, you know, early on in the game, you know, fourth tackle, even third tackle, and just make, just takes the rhythm yep. out of Penrith's game. Just yes. like because that's what Penrith do. They get in these rhythms yep. and they just squeeze you straight out of the game. You're exactly right. And and if you look at back only what was it three weeks ago, I think, when Parramatta took on Penrith, mm. um they they took a they took a game there that really um unsettled Penrith with it was through their physicality early, mm. so they started the game. They and and it was I, I, I remember Brad Arthur's comments before that that game started. This was at the ground when they were doing some interviews with the coaches. He spoke about in the preparation to that game. His message to the players were, "Don't wait for the game to come to you. Mm. Take yourself to the game." Which means, don't go out there and wait to see how Penrith are going to play. Yeah, it's. You, you go out there and attack the game and attack the opposition, and that's what they did. Mm. They went out there. I remember Regan Campbell Gillard. He was just oh. a man possessed. Like he was out there just trying to, he was trying to hit all of the uh, Penrith forward uh, forwards as hard as he could. Same with Junior Bolo. Mm. He was the same. Um, they just they 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 attacked Penrith with their defence, mm. and then when they had the ball, they were they were they were quite unorthodox with the way they played. They had some early kicking. They turned uh, the Penrith side around early. They changed angles with their with their runners. A lot of offloads. A lot of offloads. That's right. There was mm. a lot of offloads that night. So Penrith, as you as you mentioned, Penrith are a side. If they get in a rhythm, and and you throw everything at them that they've planned for you to throw at them, they they will take care of you mm. with ease. Yes. It'll it'll be almost like a training run for them. But if you throw something a little bit different at them that they haven't seen or they're not quite used to, then that's when they can they can get themselves in a little bit of trouble. It's uh, it's interesting about the rhythm comments as well because after the game, I'm pretty sure it was Cleary was asked by maybe Joey or, or someone on the on the panel, basically like, oh, you were in a bit of a grind there for for about 20 minutes, and Cleary's response was, no, no, we we like the grind because it gives a better feel for the game. Yeah, and I was like, that's really interesting comment there because it's almost saying, no, no, we want the ball in play, we don't want it out, and we want to get into back and forth. We we enjoy it. Well, and. The other reason for that and why they'd enjoy that is because they'd back their fitness. They're a yeah. fit football side. You Absolutely. look at the players right across the park, like if, like have a look at, um, uh, well, just a couple of examples. Um, Dylan Edwards, like oh. he runs, like what's his average running meters this year? It's like no. 250 or 260 meters. Mm. Like he's played some games where, he run, where he's run over 300 meters. Yeah. And he's involved in everything. So he will catch the ball, right? So the opposition will kick down. He'll catch the ball, run it back. Then, then he'll have another carry in that set, like play three or four, mm. just just a hit up. Yeah, he's a fullback, but he comes. He's thirsty for work. Mm. He he just he loves being involved. He's high. He's a high involvement style of player. Mm. Um, James Fisher Harris. Every time I see him live, like mm. close up, um, when I'm when I'm calling some of the the Penrith games, he he looks rock hard fit. Oh mate! But you look at but but that's just that's Penrith across the park. Yeah, I don't think they're carrying. Anyone in their personnel right now who is is out of touch or just like a little bit sloppy or whatever, mm. 
they all look really fit. Mm. So there's no surprise when their coach comes out and says, look, we, we love that grinding style of football. Yeah. We want to drag teams into a, into an arm wrestle. Yeah. And we'll just, we'll, we will back ourselves to outlast them. Yeah. And that's what they, I mean, look at the Rabbitohs uh, Penrith grand final. It was truly just outlasting. That's like, right. Like Rabbitohs just kept coming at their line, mm. their line. Yep. And Panthers just, I don't know how they did it. They just kept line speed up all day, all yep. day. And then eventually that one mistake happens. Yes. Boom. Crichton catches that ball. Try time. Yeah. Uh, so look, in what I, you know, in saying all of that to the Cowboys favor, mm. Penrith Panthers, Right across the board, what I what I find really interesting, and, and it's also when the Storm were really dominant, is like you go 1-17, to 17, I honestly wouldn't change nearly any player. That's how good they are at the moment. Yeah, that's right. And and you, you really wouldn't. And and although, like, individually, there's probably, you know, standouts from other, other clubs, but do they complement each other like the Penrith Panthers do right now? Mm. I'm talking about player, player by player, as you yeah. mentioned. You wouldn't swap anyone out for anyone, no. anyone else which describes, you know, the the style of footy that they're playing and the confidence that they play with each other. Yeah. There, there's just when you when you try and find a weakness in the Penrith footy side right now, it's it's a hard job. Yeah. You'd be you'd be spending a lot of time watching video on them to try and find a weakness on them. Absolutely. If 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 anything, and I mentioned it earlier, it's it's having to play quite an unorthodox style of footy. Yeah. Which really is going to upset their their defensive systems and their defensive structure, um, and it, and it tries what you got to try and do is try and build a little bit of doubt in their mind. That's what you got to try yeah, and do. Absolutely. I also want to give a quick shout out to a guy Scott Sorensen. If I am yeah. on the lookout yeah. for a forward that may not, he's not going to break the bank, but he's going to come to the club and give impact. He has been outstanding the last few weeks. Like yeah. matter of fact, him coming off the bench, I think that they've. They basically haven't lost a game with him coming off the bench. No, well, they haven't lost too many. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's he is honestly his impact. They, they haven't lost many at all. Yeah, no, they've lost like three games in the last crazy four, three years or something. Incredible. No, it might be a couple more than that. Might be four or five games in the last three years, but that's just ridiculous. And and look, he, I agree. He's he's a fantastic player. He's actually even um, he started a couple of games. I think, yeah, this year, and they lost those games. Yeah, oh, okay, <laughs> that's what I'm okay. saying. Uh, all right, okay, sorry, Scotty, you stay on the bench, mate. But that's that shows that shows um, how um, how important the interchange bench is yeah. now in 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 the modern game. And we've spoken about this on on the captain before, Campy. That it's they're specialised positions. Mm. Sometimes sometimes you don't suit being a starting player. That mm. they go out and, and you and you play. Um, in those first sort of twenty-five minute exchanges of a match, yeah. you're best suited to coming off, coming off the bench when the sort of sting is taken out of the game a little bit, mm. and then you can do, go and do your thing, mate. Now the next game is the Broncos versus the Titans. I am Woo-hoo! so excited for this game. Two really young sides. Yes. Now, you know, you would say. You know, Broncos probably have a couple players that are more experienced in key positions when it comes to all oh, Reynolds isn't playing actually, so no, no they not. don't. Ruled out again. Um, I can't wait for this clash because what's really interesting about this clash is, although we, no one expected, well, actually, Broncos mm. are probably sitting where some people thought the Titans were going to sit, and the Titans yeah. are currently sitting where a lot of people thought the Broncos would sit at the start of this year. Yeah, and they're both really young, and yep. so if you're the Titans, you're sitting there going, "Hang on a sec, you've got everything that I." You've developed into the side we were supposed to develop in and almost take that personally. Uh, I would be, yep. And and you're exactly right. I, I, I had the Titans, and I've said this a couple of times, I had the Titans up 
well, Broncos are now fifth. Mm. Um, I had them up sort of in that sort of sixth, fifth, sixth position, Titans mm. this year, just off the back of what they were able to achieve last year. Um, but no Adam Reynolds again. Um, Ezra Mayam, he stays in the footy side alongside with Tyson Gamble in the halves. I thought he did a quite a good job in his debut game last week, which mm. I think he'll be more – it'll give him a, a lot more confidence coming into this one. Yeah. Um, sort of, I think it was a late, late-ish scratching last yeah, week for Adam off. Reynolds. I think it was day off. Adam Reynolds um, and Ezra sort of playing away from home. Mm. Um, it, was quite a, it was quite a decent crowd at Newcastle last yeah. week, so it was quite hostile for him to go down there. Although they got a strong win in the end, it was only 14-12 with not long to go on the clock. Mm. So they ran away with it in the end. This is a much more difficult um, assignment for the Broncos. Yes. As good as they're going, mm-hmm. as good as they're going, um, they've won – have they won their last six? They're going for six. This going week. for six. Yeah. First time since a long time. Crazy. Um, 2014 maybe. Might even might even be longer. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're trying to string together six in a row. Uh, we've just spoken about the Titans earlier, how they were they were in the thick of it with, with the Sharks. Now, now, they only just got beaten by the Sharkies. <clears throat> I'd like to think that they could go out and compete really well against the Broncos. Oh, surely. Surely. I'd like to think so. They've got a couple of changes, though. Brian Kelly, he he comes in replaces Philip Sami. Unfortunately, he's out with um, a knee injury, and he just got back in. Um, Jermaine Jaleef, he comes in for Herman S.A.S.A., who moves to the reserves. David Fafita's been included on next standard squad mm. maybe a chance to return we're not sure yet but um look I, I just think this is this is a big one for him a huge one and as you mentioned like I'd be looking at this going here's a great opportunity to mm-hmm. knock off a team that's that's flying at the moment and mm. a lot of people are talking about their performances and the form they're in and you know some of the players and whatnot you know oh, yeah this is going to be a really good game of footy, and usually one that is a, is a quite a good game of footy. Yeah. It's, it's the derby. Yeah, it's the M one derby. The M one derby, mate. When I actually was, I was there in my debut year when Darren Lockyer at Suncorp Stadium. I think he hit the post on a field goal, and yeah. we won by a point. Was it? Was it the game? Is that the game where he hit? Was it both, the upright? Both was it uprights both uprights or, or yeah. an upright then a crossbar and went over? Yeah, was that the one? Yeah, that was the one. And what's right. funny is like my I think it was like my second game of NRL, and like. As he's getting the ball, I was behind him being a good fullback because I was playing fullback at the time. And I'm like, here if you need, bro. But in my head, I was like, bro, please don't pass me the ball. Please don't pass me the ball. <laughs> but I was there. I was there. So you said it, but you whispered it, eh? I was like, here if you need. <laughs> so on on the video session, yeah. Wayne would be like, oh, he said here if you need me. So like he's doing his job. So, oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, you just got to cover yourself as a rookie. Got to That's cover right. yourself. I was there, Wayne. I, I told you. <laughs> I said, I'm ready Mate, to go. Give me the ball. I'll kick it over. Yep. Uh, what do you know about field goals, Lockie? Anyway, um, <laughs> another little uh, interesting tidbit about this game is the fact that there's a quite a, there's a couple players playing for maybe an origin spot. So you've got right, Paddy Carrigan, Tino Faso at Malawi. Yes, you've got you know Jared Wallace. I understand that he's probably not been as close, but doesn't mean he's out of contention completely. They scored a double last week. Yeah, you've got uh, Fodawaker. You've got Flegler as well coming off the bench. You've even got Kobe Hetherington as a potential smoky. Yep. You've got uh, you've got Jensen. I think he's uh, could be considered for Queensland. So it's like this is just much. This is a lot more than just a regular season game. This yeah. is for a the pride of the derby. B 
maybe origin spots, especially a guy like Tino and Patrick, because Tino, I personally think that I would go with him in the front row. But who knows? Maybe 13 is the role he plays, and this could be a way for him to outplay Paddy Carrigan, who is playing incredibly at the moment. Yep. So I, I think there's a lot of interesting battles here um, to, to between the players. I think also... Corey Jensen, I want to give a massive shout-out. Mm. Signed. No one even really knew he had signed. Uh, he was a kind of a fringy. He has been so good at that first 20 minutes for us to take the brunt of the game, yep. get through his work, good leg drive, good post-contact meters, and he's taken a bit of pressure off Payne Huss. Yep. And I think that's has, really yeah. released the boys and Payne Huss where he doesn't have to do all the the really, really tough carries. The yardage stuff. Yeah, he can yep. get in there and, and, be, and ball play a little bit. So I love this game. I think it's going to be a cracker. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I think that the, the the Broncos can't really afford to allow – like last week we were dominating, but every time coming out of trouble we drop the ball or give a penalty away. Mm. We can't afford to do that with a, guy like a, a team like the Titans because they'll punish us because they've got mm. such good attacking weapons. Uh, we've also got the little narrative of Jermaine Asako coming out – this yes. week in the paper saying that he felt like he was basically brushed as soon as he signed with another club. Wow. Uh, Kevy Walters has come out and said that's really sad to hear. I'm, I'm you know, upset that uh, he feels that way. That he feels that way. And I, I did, never wanted him to feel that way. So, mate, there's so many uh, narratives going on in this game. Wow. Cannot wait. But we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to continue previewing the round. Uh, plus, I'm pretty sure we have one of the segments where we uh, give away, not give away, sorry. We, um, it'll be the, it'll be the young letter. players. Climbing the ladder. Bla- Bailey's ladder update. 60 years in the business. Yeah. Bailey ladders. So we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to text in or give us a call. 1300, or oh, sorry, 1300 01 1170. Or text 0457 736 736. And we will answer your text and your footy questions. Plus, if you go to your Spotify or Apple app, you type in the Captain's Run, hit uh, follow, and you'll get the whole show post and you can stop, pause, listen whenever you want uh, after the show is complete. So make sure to download uh, also the SEN app as well because you can listen to us live. But let's get back to the captain's run with Cameron Smith. Time to break down which young players are climbing up the Bailey ladders. Workside trusted for over 60 years. Smithy, who we got this week? Um, well, we got three great uh, nominees, but I'm just I'm looking just to the left of me, Kemi. We've we've got a Bailey's ladder in the studio today. Looks sturdy as anything. I was thinking about climbing it myself. <laughs> would I get on? Would I get a vote myself here? Oh, or mate, what? I'd vote for you. No, I'd, Smithy, it's, I'd vote it's, for you. It's, it's young. It's young players. <laughs> young players. I'm not young, and I'm not a player anymore. So <laughs> I can't get on any of it. Uh, number one, Cody Ramsey. He's still only 22. There's a lot of lot of boys. I'm noticing in this sort of age bracket, 21, 22, 23, playing really, really good footy. Mm. Just some exciting young footy, which is which is great. Um, well, particularly if you're a Dragons fan, this man. Cody Ramsey, 22, ran for over 100, uh, 200 metres, sorry. One try, one try assist, two line breaks, and one line break assist. Was very good on the weekend. Fantastic. Cody Ramsey played a lot of footy uh, on the wing. Yeah. Uh, yep. Is fullback his preferred position? Well, that's the interesting thing, and I, I, we want, I was going to speak about it later when we talk about the dragons. Okay, let's uh, do that. Yeah, we'll do that. Sweet. Okay. Um, Ezra Mam, Ezra Mam, uh, NRL debut. We we spoke about this man. He's you know getting another game against the Titans this week, but two try assists, 115 meters. He ran for had one line break and one line break assist. He's very. Have you seen Ezra like in? Real life, like have you seen him? Like, not in real life. He, I, I didn't realize. Like he's he's quite a small fellow. Like, he's not overly tall, but he mm. he's like chunky. 
Oh, really? Quite yeah. big. Oh, he's wow. like solid as. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought he was quite just a small fella, but no, he, quite chunky. He's, he's solid and, Interesting. and lightning. Yeah, quick I'd love as. to see him. I'd love to see him in some open space this week for sure. He looked he looked explosive when yep. he got the ball. Quick. A few a few tiny little things, little rookie errors, putting your hand out to yeah. get the ball and that. Mm. But that's all just rookie stuff. Yeah. And I th- I feel like the second half we really saw him warm into the game. Yeah. And and I think we're going to see more of that this week. Yeah, I reckon. And as I said, like he'll, he'll be more comfortable now. He's yeah. had, he's had a run a little for bit sure. far. Faster, a few more things going on than what he's used to playing in the Intrust Super Cup mm. in Queensland, where last year, playing at uh, South Logan, mm. he, he picked up uh, their player of the year and yeah. the Intrust Super Cup rookie of the year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And outstanding year. No wonder you know he's highly rated at the Broncos. Um, uh, number three, uh, Lockie Miller. Now, Lockie Miller, oh. right? I don't know if anyone's seen his game for the, the Sharks, but if you get an opportunity, just go and watch some of his highlights. It, this was his first NRL match. Crazy. Now, now he played rugby sevens. Mm. He's an Olympian. Yeah. Okay. So he represented the country um, in rugby sevens. Similar style sport. Mm. Okay. But but made his debut at 27 years of age. I think he's 28 this year. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But he ran for get this 295 meters. Wow. Scored a try. Uh, one line break, of course. Nine tackle breaks. Wow. Every time he ran the football, right? Mm. He beat the first. Sometimes second defender. Yeah. Uh, that that nine tackle breaks. I reckon he. I reckon he had nine tackle breaks in his first run. I think that stat <laughs> might be a little bit wrong. <laughs> he had ninety it's, tackle breaks. It's not quite accurate. Um, <laughs> but he he was just he was just he was good on his feet. Um, he changed direction a lot. Just really caused a lot of issues for the Titans mm. last mm. week. He was fantastic. It was just great to see a guy at his age. I know he's played elite sport before, mm. but to come over. Like to be fair, it's it's very different to playing rugby sevens. Way different. Way Automa- different. Automatically, um, the main difference, of course, is there's thirteen players. Yes, not seven. <laughs> mate. It's uh, yeah. I I played a bit of sevens. It's a totally different game. It's it's yeah. honestly you would think it's more about being explosive and fit and uh, fast, and it is to a degree, but mm. it's more just about repeat speed efforts. Yes. sevens games, mm. and that's why. You know, the more talented players kind of lean towards Super Rugby because. You're less reliant on fitness, and you can just kind of, you know, That's right. you don't have to. It's kind of like playing NFL. You don't have to really do as much fitness in NFL. It's more like repeat speed, yep. rest, repeat speed, rest. Whereas yep. the sevens, you've got to be super, super fit. Yep. Uh, so his debut was absolutely incredible on the weekend. Nearly 300 meters on yes. debut. Yep. Outstanding. That was thanks to Bailey Ladders bringing safety and efficiency to the worksite for over 60 years. After the news, we continue our round 12 preview. Welcome back to the captain's run. Now, Smithy, one of my favourite rounds of the year is here, Indigenous round. Yes. I absolutely love the celebration of our incredible culture this country has. Also, the jerseys, the the boots. I want to direct you to the go to NRL.com if you've got a second, mm. and there is an article that says the meaning behind your team's jersey. And then what it does is it links to every single team and each team explains the meaning behind their Indigenous oh, jersey. Good. Because all Indigenous art, they, it, it tells a story, mm. doesn't it? Yep, yep, absolutely. Well, actually, in my experiences of playing in Indigenous round, which I was very fortunate to play in a fair few of those, um, we, we actually had um, uh, an Indigenous elder or a representative of, of the community um, of Melbourne would come in and talk about the jersey mm. and and the the artwork, um, or the design of the jersey and what it meant. Yeah, we actually um, in the last couple of years of, of my career at Storm, we actually had a a, um, a young lady in Melbourne, an up and coming artist, 
um, design our jersey, along with uh, a few of our Indigenous boys. Wow. So I believe um, in in some of those games, it was it was really it was Will Chambers um, and Dane Nielsen who mm. were heavily involved mm. in the designing of the jerseys that we wore. But it, it was mainly painting a, a, a story of of um, our town, mm. and um, it usually have um, something that depicted the Yarra River. Yeah, um, running through the middle of it, and wow, how all the people um, congregated there in in the city and come together, and yep. how they were able to build that, yeah, you know, the, the city and and live together as a community, which was which was great. It was just it was it was mm. nice to wear something that represented the place that you were out there playing for. Mm. It's it's a really really good point to bring up, Smithy. Every so this weekend when you see your team's jersey, that's a story. That's, that's a right, story. Yeah. Like you're you're looking at a an, a piece of art being created that's telling a story. And, and you can find out what that story is at NRL.com. And it's literally, it's called The Meaning Behind Your Team's Indigenous Jersey. Just take a second out of your day, go and read it. It's super, super interesting. Now, onto the game, New Zealand Warriors. Also, shout out to the Māori culture as well in New Zealand. Yep. Um, you know, they are also obviously an Indigenous culture with a proud, proud history. When I went over to New Zealand, I, I can't explain to you how welcoming they were. It was such a beautiful experience to experience the Māori culture when I was in New Zealand. So... We've got the, uh, the Warriors versus the Nui Knights. Now, Harris Tavita returns at 5'8". Uh, Dejan Arce moves to the reserves. Vanua Blake out. He's maybe out. They've, they've got some good news back saying that he may not be out for an extended period of time. It right. may be two to six weeks. Okay. But that's not locked in yet. So initial reports were he's out for a long time. We're talking three to you know three months or more. Was that was that potentially Liz Frank? Was that yes. What was, yep. Yes. But then they went and saw another specialist, and they're saying that may not be the case, and it right. may be two to six weeks. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Right. Uh, mid-season recruit Dinamis Louie is included in the extended bench after joining the club this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Newey Knights, Inari Tuwalu. Uh, Tawala comes on in for Bradman Best, who dislocated oh. his elbow. Oh, that was tough to watch. Oh. Poor fella. Tough man. Uh, while Jake Granville replaces Adam yeah. Clue. That's <laughs> yeah. not true. We got a typo. It's Jake yeah. Clifford. Jake Clifford. I was like, uh, <laughs> did Granville sign with the Newey Knights on the weekend? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, Ron I, I don't Burgundy. think so. I, I don't think he would. <laughs> the Cowboys are running equal second, and the yeah. Newey Knights are down the other end. Yes. I don't think he'd trade. Be a bit. Tough trade, I, but I am like Ron Burgundy. If it is written there, I will re- I will read it. I will read it, um, mate. What have you got for this game? Um, uh, this is a difficult one. Warriors were Warriors. At, you you think back to the first part of the year, right? Mm-hmm. The first sort of month at you know, especially maybe even six weeks. Like they were going okay, going great, sitting in the top eight. Mm-hmm. They'd won what three of their first five, I think it yep. was. Or they even went on a bit of a run, like three or four games in a row. And then yeah, just after that, they they'd won three matches in a row, mm. um, and were looking pretty good. But they've lost their way. They've they've won one from their previous six, Kempi. One of their previous six, and and wow. it doesn't get any better reading for Newcastle Knights and their fans. I think they've won one out of their last eight. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Um, so, this is a difficult one. I'm probably leaning towards the Warriors, given um, they're playing at Redcliffe. Um, Newcastle are travelling. They've had another change, like Bradman Best. He's been one of their more dangerous players um, this year. Mm. Out, out with a dislocated elbow, as we just said. Anari Tuala. I actually rate it. He's a very good. Yeah, he's a agreed. very good footballer. Anari Tuala. Um, is Milford the answer? Jake Clifford. I'm. I'm not sure. I must admit, he, he looked short of a run. He looked a little bit underdone, mm. um, Milford. It's his first game of footy in a long time. Mm. Um, so he, he, he's far from his best um, football-wise and 
like his physical condition. Mm. So he's he's going to need a bit of time to get back and to play his best footy. Um, interested to see how Jake Clifford goes. Mm. Now he was he was put back into reserve grade just to give him an opportunity to to find a bit of his early form that he had this year. And he had that little break. Uh, he had some personal issues as well. Personal issues yeah. to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. But he played last week in reserve grade. Um, so he gets his opportunity to come back into the football side um, for Adam Clune, who was out. Um, we've seen Jake Clifford. We've seen him play great football. Mm. Both both at the start of this year for Newcastle and when he was playing at the Cowboys. He's leading Dally M after three rounds. So that's exactly right. So like he's just a, he's just a young man that at times lacks a bit of confidence in his own game, mm. which he, which he shouldn't do because as you said, like if he's, if he's regarded, you know, through Dally M votes mm. and, and that's, that's a, that's an opinion based um, voting system. Mm. But if you're leading this competition after three weeks, you're doing some pretty good things. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you're up against, you, you think about the quality players, not just in the position that he plays, but every other position in the competition. Like there are some elite, mm. elite players up against um, week on week, and he was he was above a lot of them. Yep. So he just needs to get out there and, and just play well, play confidently. If things don't go well for him early, don't let that dictate the way the rest of the game goes for him. Yeah. He just needs to put whatever's happened aside – and just get on with his next job. That mm-hmm. that 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 would be my message for him. Mm. Um, would that be his inclusion be enough? I'm not sure. They just, yeah, they they just look a little bit rattled at the moment. Newcastle. I just I don't know where they go from here. You know, because they've recruited quite strong. Their forward pack is really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know. Well, yeah. Like you're talking about their like look at their forward pack. You've got Clemmer. Um, Chris Randall, you know he's still he's still um, learning his his trade a little bit. He's still a young man. But then you got Daniel Saifiti, mm-hmm. Tyson Frizzell, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, great player, been around for a while. Mitch Barnett, great player, been around for quite some time. And then you got then you got a guy like Jacob Saifiti on the bench as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like that that that's a that's a group of players that can compete with most footy sides. Yeah, but they just unfortunately they're just. It's not happening for them at the moment. It's, yeah, it's it's a really hard one to put my finger on. Now with the Warriors, Jastavanga moves into 10. Uh, ben uh, Murdoch-Mastilla moves into 8. I think that they're, they're very lucky that Tohu Harris has come back. They're very lucky because losing Lodge and Fenor Blake in the same week, Fenor Blake and Lodge are the heart of that team. Yep. If, if the only way Warriors used got wins, you know, recently were mm. on the back of a big game by Lodge or a big game by Fenor Blake. So my only concern for Warriors in this game is they're going to need Tavanga and Murdoch Masilla to really, really step up here because that's just a, it's a big hole to fill. Would Jess Tavanga be the smallest prop ever? Surely he'd be, you know. I, I, and and that's not, that's no disrespect to him because he, oh, at the same time, he's one of the toughest he's players a goer. in the comp. Yeah, absolutely. He is one of the toughest players players in the competition. I played against Jazz, you know, many, many times and he is, he is a good footballer. He's just a tough man. Like he's just, for his stature, mm. plays well above his size. It's interesting well that above they, his size. they moved him in instead of Tohu Harris. Would have you put Tohu Harris in there before or do you think game fitness may be the issue for uh, Harris? Moving Tohu into, into the ruck? Yeah, in the front row instead um, of Tavanga. Yeah, maybe. But they're probably thinking like keeping his, his ball playing ability on an edge. Yeah, okay. Um, yep. They may get a little bit more out of him out there. Yep. Um, yeah, but this one, this one, as I said, it's, well, you know, 
playing at Redcliffe is their home ground, has been now for a couple of years. I, I think I, I'll be tipping them just. Just. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a great game, so make sure to tune in. Obviously, Indigenous round two, so even more special uh, with New- Newcastle re- representing Australian Indigenous culture, but New Zealand representing a Maori Indigenous culture. Uh, we're going to head to a break, but after the break, we have uh, we've got the best moments, the best moments uh, in sport, and that'll be thanks to Best Shed. So after the break, we're going to discuss the best moments in sport this week. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Smithy. Time now to look at the best moments in sport this week, thanks to our friends at Best Sheds. Hit the sheds with Best Sheds, 10% off sale. Now, I'm going to go first, Smithy, with my moment of the week. Okay. It was both Dragons forward Michael Molo and Sharks fullback Lockie Miller scoring a try on debut. It's something they'll never forget. It was an incredible – it was a great game also. I thought Michael Molo – Showed a lot of promise, a lot of promise. Uh, his older brother is playing really well as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a great moment in sport. You never forget your debut, let alone scoring a try on debut. It doesn't get much better than that. It doesn't, no. Playing, just getting an opportunity to play first grade mm. is a big moment, but scoring on debut is even better. Uh, mine was uh, sold out. Sold out crowd at so uh, Queensland Country Bank Stadium last week uh, up there in Townsville, up in North Queensland, to watch their Cowboys Mate. win 6 in a row, wow. and couldn't not have done it in any better style against the Melbourne Storm. How's your is your boy JT the king of the north? Is he carrying on? Is he riding high? What's he doing up there? Oh, mate, I don't know. Like he, he pretends he's working, but he's out. Like he's, I was on the golf course, mate. He's playing golf. He's like I ring him up every like every now and again to say, mate, what are you up to? He goes, oh, mate, I'm over at Hamo. I'm down at Mission Beach. I'm like, what, mate? You're not working. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm over at golf. I was like, mate, come on. Yeah, mate, What's he's doing? he's up there living the dream. He's a king of the north, so he's earned the key to the key he's, to the whole of North Queensland. Well, he's got a statue. Yes, so he pretty much runs. The joint. <laughs> he acts like he does anyway, mate. Uh, it was you know what? It's just so good to see North Queensland doing yeah. really well and that great new stadium. What was really mm-hmm. interesting is like it gets built, then they start struggling. Yes, and you're going, oh man, like that. It's no, it's kind of like not not why do we build it? It's a great great building, but yeah. it just you don't get to celebrate it as much. I would have loved, right? I'm a little bit jealous of the current players because I would have loved an opportunity to play there. Yeah. Missed out. It was oh. meant to, it was open. It opened in twenty twenty. Yes. Right? Oh, but then same with um, Combank Stadium. Yes. Um, Parramatta's home ground. Mm. Mm. Both stadiums. I think they opened in the same year. Um, but when when the season was put on hold and then the 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 draw was rescheduled, mm. didn't get to play. Oh no! Either either stadiums. It looks like a great stadium up there too. Filthy. Oh wow. Anyway. Maybe come back, worry. come back, play one game or no? no. Okay, no, sweet. No, no, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. That was thanks to Best Sheds, 100% owned and manufactured. Visit bestsheds.com.au. After the break, we'll wrap up the second hour of the show. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Uh, we've got some texts here, Smithy. We've got some texts. Yeah, what have we got, mate? Uh, actually, no, actually, oh, a good one. Hey, boys, Kempy did... Um, Lockie Miller, break your record of run meters on debut. Well, I mean, I, the, the fan, the Fox fan, did put up on there, like, so they did a little thing on my debut recently, a couple yes. of weeks ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it did say the most meters from a debutant. So I'm not sure if my record was still 
if, let's say my record still did stand, which I don't think it did. I'm pretty sure Dylan Edwards might have run more on, deb- uh, on debut. Yep. But if it did still stand, right. Miller did break the record. <laughs> he did break the record. Geez, you were quiet on that when I mentioned him before. Oh, come on now. Up. I've been giving him raps all day. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm joking. Look, I'm joking. Let's, I, look, let's be honest, though. I was 19 years old. But whatever. We won't, we won't talk about it. We won't Not talk 27. About it. You know, we won't talk about that. We won't talk about that. No, it's no, a great, no, no. it was a great, great uh, debut. He, he yeah. was outstanding. His, yes. his footwork his explosiveness, and, I mean, the Sharkies, that depth mm. they have now putting real pressure on Kennedy, even though Kennedy's been outstanding. So, yeah. mate, incredible from Lockie Miller. What I love about Lockie Miller is his, his uh, choice to back himself. and say oh, every it's time. It's always been my dream to play in the NRL, and he's at 27 years old. He could have taken the easy route, keep playing for Australian Rugby Union. Mm-hmm. He said, no, no, it's been my dream since I was a kid. I'm going to go on a minimum contract, and he went and did it. So Good incredible stuff. Now, I've got other, other text here. Do you think that teams who finish in the bottom four or do so in consecutive years should receive a small cap increase to lure players slash receive funding to increase internal development quality? Should new franchises such as the Dolphins be given more cap space given the advantage of having to sign most players in a restricted environment? In brackets, if Wayne wasn't head coach, would players have gone otherwise? Um, that's that's a hard one. I, I know in the AFL, um, new franchises like Gold Coast Suns and the GWS Giants, they were mm. given um, cap relief mm-hmm. um, to be able to sign players to, to start their organisation up, their franchise yep. up, and, and so they tried to become as strong as they could be as quickly as possible. Mm. Um, difficult. It's a difficult one because it, when you when you give. Um, Say one one or two clubs more money than the others, then we just we, we continue this merry-go-round of inflated salaries. Yeah, and it makes it, it just makes it hard. Like so, let's just say we give them more than their allocated. Um, let's just at the moment it's about nine point six nine point seven million. Mm. Let's just say we give them ten and a half million or eleven million, and they go out and they want to buy. For argument's sake, let's just say a Nathan Cleary and say to Nathan. Nathan will give you two million dollars. Wow! Well, that's just yeah. That's no one else will be able to pay that. And I, not, I th- no other club with a nine point six million dollar salary cap mm. could afford two million dollars. I totally agree. What I would say though, and I think you might have alluded to it in the text, is I don't mind the idea of putting money into their development. They get extra money given to them for their juniors. Yes. And that way it doesn't increase the cap Absolutely. and all that kind of stuff. But it's helping rugby league. It's helping the systems. And it's also promoting to bring juniors through. Yeah. I think there's no doubt we've seen with the likes of, say, Penrith, Melbourne Storm, putting putting work into young players yeah. and developing it rather than going out and purchasing ready-made NRL stars. Yep. Look at look at Penrith right now. Incredible. They put a lot of money into their junior system, mm-hmm. and now they're 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 bearing the fruits of the time and patience that they have shown mm. those young people. Absolutely. Now we're going to head to the break. We've got the news on, but after the break, we're going to continue our round twelve preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with the great Smithy. Uh, brought to you by Bloke and a Bar Beer. Huge announcement, guys. Bloke and a Bar Beer is now in every single celebrations. Bottolo, Porter's Liquor, and IGA Plus Liquor in New South Wales and ACT. That's right. Every single celebrations, Bottolo, 
Porter's Liquor or IGA Plus Liquor in New South Wales and ACT Plus. It's in every single celebration superstore in Queensland. Head to our site, blokeinabar.com. We've also got a store locator where nationwide you put in your postcode, it'll show you the closest stockers. So grab a case of Bloke in a Bar. It's beautiful and it's easy drinking. Now, Smithy, mate, we've got a call on the line here. We've got Jace, mm. Jace from North Parramatta. How you going, Jace? Yeah, good, thanks, Kempi. Uh, great to listen to the show. You guys are firing on all cylinders again. So great to uh, see you too, Kem, the goat. Thanks, Jase. Um, <laughs> Thank nah, you, mate. Nah, mate. I'm a full-on <laughs> What do you, what do you uh, got for us today, supporter. bud? Yeah, I'm yep. a full-on Warriors and, and Kiwi supporter. Um, but, mate, you, you are the greatest of all time, Cam. I'll, I'll spell <laughs> that out. Mate. You're the greatest. Ah, good um, on you, mate. Thank I'm, you. I'm just um, looking at, like, I love your guys' discussion about the Warriors and, you know, Toru Harris is back, which has been, like, such a plus. But uh, with them losing AFB and uh, and Lodgy, who, yeah, I agree with you, Denon, like, they've been carrying the team pretty much the whole year. Um, with the with them heading back to New Zealand, like, when that news came out, I, I saw that as, like, you know, a two-door scenario. Like, is it going to make them really knuckle down and get them in a great position so they're firing once they get home. But it's unfortunately they've picked the wrong door. So, um, you know, I, I just want to know, for your guys' point of view, like, what, what do you think, you know, they're missing? Because, um, yeah, you know, I'd love it to be, you know, they're going to get a pretty good crowd when they head back there, but, um, and it's only in a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, mate. Uh, first of all, uh, incredible that they get to go back. And I, I, I honestly cannot wait to see them play back in New Zealand. Also, I'm not sure, you know, when it comes to riots and, you know, what the NRL can do, but I would love for them to have nearly all home games next year to be able to repay the New Zealand faithful. Um, yeah. But just quickly in regards to what can they do, look, it's a really tough one. I think we could focus on the negative of like they've lost Lodge and they've lost Fenor Blake. Uh, but positives are is guys like Reese Walsh recently announcing that he wants to stay at the club and that, you know, all of the rumours were not great, and, uh, not not true, and he, he's loyal to the club. And I think that if you're looking at glass half full, when you've got a young superstar that would have a thousand different clubs after him saying openly, I want to stay, I'm going back to New Zealand, and I want to be a part of this club – I think that's something you can really, you know, hold your hat on. It's something you can really build on uh, because it's very hard to attract superstars to the Warriors. And Reese Walsh has gone there and committed to the Warriors and openly done it. So it's it's tough because it feels like you know we're having the same conversation with the Warriors every couple of years. They recruit really well, everything's going well, and we're going to build and we have a good half a season. Then all of a sudden, it all falls apart and we're back where we started. But I will say the positive is Nathan Brown took the Newcastle Knights from Wooden Spoon essentially into finals footy. And I think that he can also at least recruit really well for the Warriors, which is something they they probably need to recruit a couple outside backs. I think that losing Hiku and uh, Herbert was a really, really big loss they could use. Um, but we have to remember, uh, if their outside backs get a bit more experience, they may be uh, um, you know better better for it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I Kenny think they're probably... They're... Yeah, mm. with him, yeah, him moving on. I think I think they're probably they're probably just short of maybe a little bit of experience in some of the key positions. I think mm. just a touch short. I, and and yeah, you know, I know Sean Johnson come back to the the club this year and he's playing in that footy side, but his form's been a little bit up and down as well, mm. um, carrying yeah. a, a few injuries here and there. He's getting a little bit older. They're probably just a little bit short in experience and maybe the nine um, jersey as well. Mm. Um, yeah, just yeah. trying to find if they could find someone. 
who's established and a very like really consistent footballer. You know exactly what they're going to get from them every week. I think that may improve them a little bit. But if if you look, if you look across their season, and as we spoke about, like they started the year quite well. They had they went on that three game uh, uh, wins, so they had three from their first yep. five. Two of those, if you remember, two of those games that they won, they beat the Broncos and beat the Cowboys. Mm, so the Broncos true. now sitting fifth, the Cowboys now mm. sitting third in the competition. Then they had a close loss to the Roosters, got absolutely annihilated in that Anzac game um, against the Broncos. Then they beat Raiders, um, and and some of the, the some of the losses they've had, particularly the last two weeks, like they got beat by two points against the Rabbits in Magic Round, mm-hmm. and then they they went down by one try against the Dragons last week. So, in in you know, a handful of their losses this year, they, they haven't been far off. Mm. So that's what I'm saying as far as maybe maybe gaining some sort of experienced player. And I know they're really hard to come by at the moment, mm. but gaining some like an experienced or an established player in those key positions, that may just make the difference in those tight contests. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no, great, great boys. Thank you very mm. much for Good that. Good on you, Jase. Uh, Thanks, mate. Show. I... And uh, yeah, stay in the penthouse there, Campy, yeah. No, 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 don't go back. Don't go back, there, reckon? Yeah. No way, mate. You know? No way. Stay in the <laughs> mate, I'm, hey, you know what? I'm not going down again. I'm going to have to speak to SEN and say, oh, guys, it's going to be the penthouse every week now. Penthouse yep. every week. Penthouse or no, no house. <laughs> I was going to say another house, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Jase. Appreciate it, mate. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Get on you, mate. There is absolute uh, thanks for mate. Thanks for that call, mate. And uh, some great questions uh, about the New Zealand Warriors because rugby league is better when the Warriors are going good. I mean, remember right. the years two thousand eleven? They made the finals. Uh, yep. SJ was firing. Yep. Um, so look, they've got they've got this, this, the cattle to do it. Hopefully, they can pull it together. But yep. and they're going to... back in round sixteen. Round sixteen. Yep. Mark that in the calendar. Yep. Cannot wait to watch that. Yep. But let's go to Bunnies v the Tigers. Really interesting game at the start of the year. If you had have said Bunnies v Tigers, you would have said the Bunnies are going to get the win. Yep. But I think now we're almost looking at 50-50 right now. The mm. Tigers look much better. Bunnies, they're really struggling to put games together and find consistency. Their completion rate, they are actually 17 more errors than the next team, and they're the worst completion rate in the competition. Yeah. So the second worst completion rate, they have 17 more errors than them, I'm pretty sure if I recall correctly. And they and they play that, they play that sort of expansive style of football. They, mm. they like using the football, which... Is what makes them so dangerous, Kempi, when when the passes stick, mm. and we we've seen that in the past. And they talk about that lethal left edge and 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 uh, whatnot. It's changed a little bit now with some personnel uh, moving on, but and being injured in Latrell Mitchell, um, especially. But they they play that style of footy where at times it, it can be high risk but high reward. Mm. You, and last year it was a great example. They they were scoring. Like that, in the back, a period of that year, they were scoring like an average of thirty-six mm. points or something every game they played. Mm. But when it doesn't go right for them, it becomes a struggle. Yeah. So the completion rate is low. They don't have a lot of possession of the footy. They find themselves having to tackle for most of the game. Um. So yeah, they're they're at a very it's a very different footy side this year compared to last year, mm. not so long ago, and. I don't know what's happened at that at that at that club or with that team. Like when I look at some of their more dominant players and more experienced players, and particularly a guy like Cody Walker, at at, at stages, he just it, it just doesn't look like he's interested. Mm. 
and like I'm not trying to be overcritical here, but it's just some, like just it's just his body language. Mm. I'm not saying he doesn't want to be there, but yeah. just his body language where. In the past, he'd be zipping around, he'd be here, he'd be there. Like, he wanted to be on the football, now come this way. Sometimes, like, he has an effort, but then just walks mm. for a few meters, for a few meters, allows the play to get away from him. Um, I'm not, oh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on. But when you have a guy like Cody Walker, who's such a great footballer, um, one of the best players in the competition, you need him to be excited and involved the entire game. Yeah, look, it's an interesting point because, you know, you, it's very easy to go, you know, every player should be able to play in every environment and that's the way yeah. it is. But at the end of the day, players are human beings and, and sometimes when the environment doesn't suit them or certain things aren't going their way, it is hard to get energetic. It is hard to, to get up for games. So I wonder whether it's just a struggle under the new environment. Maybe it's just taking the time to adapt because I, I agree, like, you know, Cody doesn't look as zippy as he was last year. But I, honestly, I would say that for nearly every player in the side. Yeah. Like I, I would, every player on the rabbit side? Yeah, like yeah. I would say nearly mm. every player outside Cook's been pretty good the last couple of games, but nearly every player isn't playing as good as last year. No. Um no. And and that that would be uh, you know, a fair bit to do with that completion rate that you were talking about, mm. like being the worst completing team in the competition. It takes energy away from you. Yeah, you have to do more tackles. Mm. But I just I mean I I look at Cody and just even when they have the football, mm. it just looks as though like he's just he just doesn't have that same zip as what he did last year. Mm. When when he was he was, you know, a lot of people were saying he he was Incredible. the best player in the competition. Incredible. I wonder, you know, maybe carrying an injury. I, I'm Possibly. Sure. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm not. I'm not trying to be overcritical yeah, here, sure. but just what I'm seeing. He 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 may be carrying an injury. It, mm. it might be something else. I don't know. But he just doesn't look like the same Cody Walker as he was last year. Yeah, for sure. Now onto the Tigers though. Uh, now, it's it's interesting because their last four games have actually lost three of them. But I wouldn't say that that's a reflection of how far they've come as a team. No, I, I think they're such a different team now. Yeah. No, a completely different footy side to what we were talking about in the early stages of this career. Mm. At least they're out there competing. Mm. That was the thing for me. Mm. I, I made a few comments about the way they were playing in that early part of the year, and it was just the non-competing factor of it. Mm. Nothing to do with game plans, nothing to do with any of their – uh, structures or the style of footy they were playing. It was just about getting out and competing um, and making sure that they were putting effort in. At, at times in those early rounds, there was just a lack of effort really wasn't helping the results. Mm. But at least, like, they're out there now having a go. Absolutely. Abs- I mean, yeah, you can t- even even in their losses, they look better than some of their wins that they got last year. That's It, it really does look like that. And Hastings has yeah, been... Oh. Crazy. Yeah, I've just about. I was just about to say, can be like Jackson Hastings. He he's made a huge difference there. Mm. He's just made other other people around. He's brought that 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 attitude to go out and just play every moment. Yeah, I think, and everyone's just jumped on board. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 incredible how one player can change the whole dynamic of a club. Yeah, and and you need those type of people. Like everyone has different strengths that they bring to a, a team. You got to remember like it's 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 a team sport. Like teams don't win off the back of an individual mm. or a couple of individuals. It's it's about everyone bringing their strengths to um <clears throat> the makeup of that footy side and Jackson Hastings like he he's got great skill and great ability and and whatnot, but his I think his biggest attribute that he brings to the West Tigers is his competitive nature mm. and just wanting to be there and make a difference. Absolutely. Uh, now we've got the Sharkies versus Roosters. Really interesting game, this one. It really is. Really interesting game because mm. don't let the score fool you. Last week, the Roosters were in that game. Now, I'm sure they aren't happy with the result. No. But they were absolutely in that game for a lot of it. 
it took uh, basically when they went into half time. What was really interesting is that they had three more errors than the Penrith Panthers, and the Panthers had three more tries than the Roosters. <laughs> and it's you could basically yeah, turn one the ball to one. Over. Yeah. Yep, turn one the to ball one. over. Give them opportunity. They they took they points. take it. Whereas like those three errors don't happen. You essentially going in half time an equal. Yeah, you know, possibly. 20. Yep. Um, and so I, I just think that the Roosters aren't as far away as we may think. Don't get me wrong; they're not near where they should be, mm-hmm. but I think this is going to be a massive clash. For a lot of the, for a lot, a lot of the questions about the Roosters this year and the way they're playing, they're still in the top eight. Yeah, they're sitting they were top four last week. They're sitting seventh. Mm. They they well out of the um, the eleven matches they played, six wins, five losses. Mm. So they're almost sort of fifty fifty with a loss this week. They're going to be six and six, but mm. <clears throat> um, oh, I'm I'm happy to back them this to week. Back them in. I'm happy to back them. Okay. I, I know the Sharks had a win last week, but as I mentioned before, when we're previewing Titans, Sharkies weren't. Yeah, first half especially. overly convincing. Yeah, they ran. They 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 stacked on a few tries um, <clears throat> in the middle parts of that second half, mm. but they yeah they weren't overly convincing. I, I do think the Will Kennedy return. What I did notice in that first half from the Sharkies is. Is the Titans' goal line defense was fantastic, but yep. there were a few times where you could see Nico expecting a fullback to run a certain line or whatever. And with yeah. Lockie Miller being a rookie, first game, and yep. it's also he's a very different player to Will Kennedy. Yes, and I think that in their attack, they were just trying to get used to a different fullback, and that combination needs time to build. So I think Kennedy returning is actually a huge in for the Sharkies. Yes, and it may make their attack a little less clunky. Yep. Um, what are you thinking here, though? Do you think that'll be enough to get Cronulla across the line? With um, he's a big in, Will Kennedy. He's playing good massive footy. in. Look, I'm going to say, I think, oh, it's a tough one, Smithy. It's a tough <laughs> one. I, I, actually, I want to give a shout out to Terrell May. He keeps his spot on the bench. He made his debut last week, and it kind of flew under the radar. Yep. But this kid can play big body, mobile. Got a bit of footwork at the line, a bit of an offload. Mm-hmm. He's actually the brother. Of May from the Panthers, I'm pretty sure. Talon May, Talon May from the Panthers. All right. That if if not brothers, they're related. Rellos. Uh, and so he was actually really good last week. He brought a lot of energy and zip. And I actually think that he's going to be a great inclusion to this Roosters pack because they do sometimes seem to lack that zippy forward with a bit of pace in the middle. You've got those old heads like Hargreaves that are yep. tough and that, and they get through the hard work. Yep. But sometimes, like, for example, I feel like Victor Radley, because he's such a ball player and he does it so often, yes. sometimes I feel like he doesn't fall on his running game enough. Okay. And, and yeah, so yeah. I think that bringing on a really explosive uh, forward – for example, the Panthers bring on Jensen and it uh, Sorensen, sorry, and it kind of like breaks the game apart. And I think ta- uh, Terrell May may really bring that to the Roosters and just kind of up the energy when he comes on. Yep. Um, so look, I think it's going to be a great clash. I'm going to go. Oh, who's he going to go? Roosters. Roosters. Yeah, Roosters. Yeah, Roosters to get the win. Roosters no, to get the win. They're playing at um, they're playing at the Sharkies' home ground where they have been well quite hard to to, to beat there to knock off. Um, Look, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the Roosters with you. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel something. Yeah, I'm same. feeling something. Uh, but anyway, we're going to head to the break. After the break, we will share our holy schnitz moments from the week. Holy schnitz! Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to Schnitz, home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Ooh, whenever I hear that schnitties, I'm getting hungry, Smithy. I'm getting hungry. But we've got um, the holy schnitz sporting moment, mate. What have you got uh, for us first here? I've got – do you follow the EPL? 
Only vaguely, only peripheral. Peripheral. Yes. Did you peripherally see the result on the weekend? I saw the result, but not how it happened. So last last week um, of the EPL competition, um, Liverpool, Man City fighting it out for, well, who was going to be crowned champions of the EPL. Um, five minutes to go. Okay. Man City, they were playing Aston Villa. Five minutes to go in the match. They were down 2-0. Mm. What do you think happened? That they, they won, they celebrated, Aston Villa enjoyed the rest of their week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you got part of that right. I don't know what happened with Aston Villa, but <laughs> mate, five minutes to go, they were down, two blot. Yep. Two blot. Um, they come back and score three goals no. in, in five minutes. Five minutes. Three goals in five minutes to win the EPL. And wow. Just, yeah. To win the whole comp. They took the whole thing. They won the whole thing, and you should have seen their fans. Holy! They nearly the, the stadium nearly collapsed. weren't they on top of the goalpost or something like that? And they oh, like they collapsed everywhere. the goalpost. They were everywhere. Holy! They, 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 they stormed the field. Wow! They stormed the field at the end. There was there was people everywhere. It was chaos. Yep. Um, and then they, obviously the team got back on the field. Were presented with the with the plate with the trophy mm-hmm. um, for winning the EPL. Mate, huge! Uh, if you've got time in your hands, go to Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. Watch All or Nothing, Man City. And it's outstanding. Really? Yeah, great documentary series. Yeah. Great documentary series. Great so check outfit. it out. Um, wow. Wait, what about you? Three goals in five minutes. Wow. Now, my nominations, nomination mm. is the Dragons Impromptu Rugby <laughs> Union Mall against the Warriors, which saved them this from a goal good. line dropout. That was good. That was fantastic. Have you, a few of those boys played rah-rah or something? Mate, I don't know. He clicked into gear, and the boys just got behind Lomax, drove him out. I don't know how he got out. How he got out. It looked like the whole, both sides were in there. Literally. Like, if he had somehow got a little quick offload, oh, it would have been so good. length of the field. So length good. of the field. Trick play. Um, mate, that was absolutely incredible. Like, the fact that, oh, I don't even know if it's legal. Like, is it legal to, if your attacking player is being driven back, can you jump in and drive him forward? I don't know. I, like, what? I, what's legal, what's not legal in yeah, the game Yeah, it's true. Anymore? That's so true. Oh, I don't want to harp on that. <laughs> goodness me. Yeah, wow. You know, oh, obstructions, don't, don't let's, let's not go down what's, what's legal and what's not. Mate, we'll be here for another three hours talking yes. about that. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, that, that was my nomination. Well I, thought it was, I thought it was great uh, on-your-feet thinking, yes. and it really changed the, the flow of the game. Yep. It really did change the flow of the game because otherwise they're kicking off their try line yep. and they're defending a set. Instead, they're attacking. Now, uh, they were our holy schnitz sporting moments. Thanks to Schnitz, got that winning taste right now. Schnitz and handcrafted credentials made fresh and made just for you. After the news, we'll continue our round 12 preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. We have some breaking news. David Fafita has confirmed Ooh. that he will play this weekend with Fodda Wake Up ruled out, I think, with an ankle injury. Yeah, that's right. Justin Holbrook, he's just um, announced that uh, Fafita will be back with uh, Mo Fodda Wake being ruled out through an ankle injury. Three weeks he spent on the sideline, mm-hmm. um, Fafita has. So does this change the big, result of the game, do you think? Um, well, it, you, you probably think that um, it helps uh, the Titans. Mm. Um, you know, Dave, uh, Fafita being fresh, he's had three weeks on the sideline. I'd like to think that he's fully fit, ready to go, and he'd like to be able to come back and impress. Big game. Mm. State of origin just around the corner too. Mm. Um, Bill Slater and the selectors final look at all players available um and so does one final push by Fafita to get him in that side for game one well the, the interesting thing about Fafita and and why it's why you would risk bringing him in even though he's only played a game or two yep 
is he offers this X factor that truly no other forward can offer. Yeah. Like he, anywhere on the field, if he gets it right, can make it make the game completely turn on its head. Yes. Because he he's the strongest ball runner essentially in the comp at the moment when it comes to tackle breaks. Yeah. Uh, and so what's really interesting with the Fafita situation is that do you risk, let's say you risk him coming in underdone, but he could potentially break the game open. Or do you bring in a guy that's played all season yes. and is fit, ready to go, and he may not have the upside of Fafita, but he also may not have you know the downside of Fafita that you know he's underdone, doesn't get through as much work. It's an interesting conundrum. Very, very interesting. Um, I'm glad I'm not involved in that selection oh, process uh, because it's tough. There's some wonderful players out there right now for both footy sides. Yeah. So and and we spoke about you know the challenges is not just going out and picking great individuals. Mm. It's about picking players that will complement each other yeah. and and help sort of execute the game plan that you want to build mm. um, and that you feel those players will be able to play at their best. Yeah. So does Fafita fit into that puzzle? Um, that's that's for Bill and the selectors to uh, to talk about. But certainly having an opportunity to go out and play, or at least this game this weekend before um, selection happens Monday, mm. um, it's not going to hurt his chances at all. Absolutely. And look, if I'm one, of, if I'm the young Broncos, we have to remember, you know, Fafita is their mate, obviously, but competitively, this is a guy that went and got the big contract. Mm. Um, you know, so personally, you want to put it over him. You want to be like, yes. you know, like you got the big contract, but I'm here and we're, <laughs> we're going really well. Is that how you'd feel as a Bronco if uh, you're still there? Look, you went down the highway. I would feel basically like absolutely we're still friends. Like, yes. you know, we're mates, you know, we shake hands after the game. But when the game oh, started, the minutes. when the 80 minutes starts, I would be saying, boys, we're, we, stuck, we stuck together and yep. we're building something special here. Let's show him what he may be missing out on. That's what I would be personally in, in, a, if, in a respectful way, not in a, you know, a hate or whatever way. We're yeah, here to win, win NRL games. Yes. Um, and, and on the flip side, on Fafita's side, I would be saying, hang on, boys, you might be going really well, but, you know, I've played Origin. I'm one of the best forwards in the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to show you guys that I made the right choice and I'm loving it here. And we're going to get a big scalp. Big scalp. You know, I want to show me coming back into the Titans uh, improves us dramatically. So yes. anyway, great. Uh, another narrative added to that game. Now let's get to the Cowboy. Uh, sorry, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs versus St. Il- St. George Illawarra Dragons, Sunday, 2 p.m. Addo Carr returns. Uh, Ockenborough now moves out. Corey Waddell returns from a head knock, moving Stimson to reserves. McCulloch returns, which is a huge in for the wow. Dragons. Wow, okay. Sending Sullivan to the reserves, Cody Ramsey remains fullback. Now, I want to ask you, Smithy, mm. Sloan, we all seen his talent. We yes. know how slick he can be. He comes, he gets dropped initially. The Dragons don't improve. Mm-hmm. He gets dropped for about four to five weeks. They bring him back in. Now, granted, he didn't have his best game, made a couple of errors, but he still ran for 180 metres, had a fair few tackle breaks. I think he had a, a line break as well. Mm. Gets dropped again by Anthony Griffin. Cody Ramsey comes up, plays fantastic. Now, a lot of people think that Ramsey's a winger, but he comes back up and plays really well in fullback. Yep. Now the Dragons are in a really tough position where you've got a guy like Sloan where there's whispers and reports and just reports. There's no confirmation coming out that, you know, he's, uh, you know, seems like he's not happy there or doesn't have a future underhook. That's what he's, that's what the reports coming out. Yep. What do you do in a situation where you've got one guy who you thought was going to be the long-term fullback, another guy who is beginning to play good at fullback, You've got to juggle keeping both players. Yeah, what's your thoughts on the situation? Well, that's a, that's the challenge too, isn't it? About being able to retain players when you when you know you see a talented young man like 
a Sloan and you think, well, down the track he, he can be very good for us, but mm. at the moment he's just struggling to find that week-in, week-out high standard performances. Mm. And for a team like the Dragons, I think that's just what they're searching for. Mm. And Anthony Griffin as coach, I, I think he's searching for someone that is reliable week in, week out. Not mm. not turning up and, and having a, a, a five-star game one week and then um, just go missing the next. Yeah, I think he's looking he, – he, they, they're, they're looking for someone that's going to produce – you know, high standards every week. Well, he recruited in that in that vein. Yes, that's right. You know, Hook recruited guys that you know. Yeah, they may not be the flashiest, the flashiest or whatever, but yeah. they're eight out of ten every single week. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and 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 really, you know, for teams trying to you know move their way up the ladder and become you know sides like you know, Penrith and Melbourne, they're they're looking to to minimise the gap between their their. Best performance and their worst performance. Mm. That's all they're trying to do. Yeah, that's absolutely. all they're trying to do is, is to try and build some sort of consistency. And you hear it from coaches nearly every week. Mm. Yeah, Brad Arthur's mentioned it. Um, Des Hasler's mentioned it. Um, Kevin Walters mentioned it. You know, early in the season when they went, you know, a couple of wins, a couple of losses, a win, a loss. They're just searching for that consistent performance. Um, and you know, I, I think that's why we've seen so many. Ins and outs, chops and changes at the Dragons across mm. the first eleven weeks of the season is that they're just trying to find players in, in particularly in, in some key positions where they can rely on them every week to to be able to, you know, their best and worst is is a, a very very small difference. Yeah, and, and and it sounds um you know or every coach you know says that and, and rah rah it sounds like a cliche or whatever. Yeah. But the reason another reason why you want consistency it's not only for the results. But it's easier to build a game plan around consistency. Whereas right. if you've got a player playing a certain way one week and then a certain way the next week, it's like, how do we? are we a fast, up-in-your-face footy team? Are we a grindy footy team? Yes. Are we an offload footy team? It's very hard to work that yeah. out. Well, well, most jobs, like in most jobs in, in all industries, like every employee has a role to play. Mm. And, and there's, they need results out of the role that they, they give to that certain industry or that certain company, whatever it is, mm. whatever job they're in. So if they're underperforming, the boss is going to look at their position. Mm. That's you know what I mean. Like, yeah. if if people out there talking about like thinking about footy and are fans of footy, um, if you relate it back to your job, if you're underperforming in your job, mm-hmm. then your position is going to be under threat yeah. at some stage. Yep, absolutely. It just happens in rugby league. It happens you know, more often, more quickly because you've got less time. You've you've got twenty weeks. Yeah, you've got twenty weeks to do the best you can to be involved in. The, the finals at the end of the year, which there's only eight there's only eight spots mm. out of the sixteen, so you need to be in that top eight to be able to go after the thing that everyone's chasing, and that's the premiership. Absolutely. Uh, now look, the doggies, how do they turn this around? Oh, I, look, it's it's not a great place to be at the moment. Mm. It, it really isn't. Um, a lot of changes again. Um, Josh had a car back in. He missed last week with the flu, I think yep. it was, yep. um, which is it, – it's really gone around the competition. It's troubled a lot of teams, although – Do you think that's because they've been in the you, bubble? You look at – well, probably. They've been sheltered from the public for and a so long time. Because it, it has ravaged the NRL, the normal flu. You look at you look at the Raiders. They were hammered. Was it last week? They were hammered with they, – they have seven – there's like six lot. or seven players out. Yep. Munster, Munster had it earlier in the week last week as well. Still got up and – still got up and um, – we're able to beat the Rabbitohs. but yeah, no, it's it's it's. I, hem- I, I it's, honestly reckon it's because probably they, they haven't built immunities up because they've been so well, it's isolated. People, well, well, it's it's 
like we're not talking footy here and we're not doctors, <laughs> but I don't know. We've gone down a little bit of a slippery path here, everyone. But we're talking about the flu. It's 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 sort of taken over the country at the moment, hasn't yeah. it? Like we're, yeah. there's a bit of a widespread of the flu and whatnot. But um, it's probably because we've all been sitting in our homes. Yeah. Most of the country mm-hmm. locked up. We yep. haven't been out and mingling and connecting and doing whatever. Building up bacteria. Building up bacteria. Um, but uh, yeah, look, I, I think the dragons will be too strong here. It's really hard to just. I don't want to hammer the bulldogs, but they're just in a really difficult situation where. They're just not playing great. There's no confidence there at the moment. It seems like there's a lack of cohesion at times as well. Do you begin um, building for next year? Do you go? Oh, I think they have to. But but before they before they can do that, like who's coaching? Yeah, I think you need a coach. You need a coach there, or you need to know who's going to be coaching that football side in 2023 before you even start planning for. Yeah, well, good you, point. You, they, they, they've 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 got a couple of good players they know that are that are coming across. Yeah. Um, to their footy side in, in Kikau and Reed Marnie. Um, they know that, that they will be there and they will be great assets to that football club. But um, until you have a coach, like it's really hard to sort of start planning because they have their own ideas of, of what style of footy they need to play mm. and, and what players will be able to play that style of football. Yeah. Yep. Difficult one. I Absolutely. think the Dragons get home in this one anyway. Uh, look, now we've got the Raiders versus the Eels, a really interesting game because the Raiders have an opportunity here to truly turn their season around because the next few weeks they mm. play every other team that's on the same points of them around the eight, they play them. So they play yeah. uh, they play the Rabbitohs and I think they also play the Roosters. Mm-hmm. I, anyway, whoever is sitting on the same points as them, yep. they play them in the next couple of weeks. Yep. Do you think the Raiders can get it done against the Eels though? Um, look, I... I... <laughs> If they play like they have in the last two weeks, Campy, I give them every chance. Yeah, they, 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 and and I picked them last week when when they were big outsiders against the Rabbits, only because of the way they turned up and played that style of footy that they played um, against the Sharks in Magic Round, which was that just that grindy, yeah, physical, aggressive footy that um, we know that when when they were playing really good, when they're in the top, sort of cemented themselves in the top four there for a couple mm. of years, that's the way they played. Yeah, that's the way they played their footy. Mm. So they've just yeah they 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 played really tough gritty footy over the last two weeks, and it's and it's upset the opposition. Yeah. Oh, they went bang 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 on the weekend. What were they? They, they were like twenty nil after. Oh mate, game was all, all it was essentially got, over. Essentially, it took it just they they hit them hard early and they just they were relentless. Um, played that one was it our Dubbo? Is that Dubbo? Yep, out of Dubbo. Fogarty um, returns this week too. Fogarty's Huge back. Him. He's back. First game of the season. First game of the season. Um, which will be great. Um, he was a big buy for them in, in the off season. But um, yeah, look, I, they're 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 outsiders again. I think they could. I think they could really, really do something special here. Especially with the eels, you just don't know what you're getting each. No, week. that's right. They've they've showed us this year that you just don't know. They can be up. You remember they just snuck past Manly. At home last week, yeah, they were down by four points with ninety seconds to go, and they and they just snuck home. Took it, took a took a huge kick um, oh. in a big moment from Mitch Moses, yeah, to 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 get them that win. I will say that kick for Mitch Moses is so important because it's just building towards the business end of the season. Mm. When the big moments come, hopefully, you know he has the confidence saying, "I've been in big moments yep. where the game is on the line." Yep. kick a goal from the sideline. And I'm hoping for Mitchell Moses that the big games come 
at the end of the season. Yes. And he just kills it. He kills yes. it. Because I, I would love to see the Eels make a run. I just, you know, the longest drought, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Would love to see him make a run. But we are, um, we're going to head to a break. We're going to head to a break. But after the break, more of your texts and calls. So make sure to call in and text in. Uh, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Make sure, go to your Apple, go to Spotify, and follow the Captain's Run on Apple and Spotify. You can listen to the entire episode at your own leisure, at your own leisure. But we've got some text here, Smitty. What have we got, mate? What uh, have we got? This is from Marty. Morning Legends, goat with Adam Dewey, close to Tiger's return. Would you play him as a ball-playing lock? Mm. Well, he's a he's a talented football player who could mm. play that position. Um, I don't know, but he's a good He's played really good footy at fullback. He's played really good footy um, in the halves as well. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd get him in there somewhere. Mm. I, I'm sorry I can't specifically answer that one, but I just he's got to find a position for him somewhere, doesn't he? Mate, I, You're I, a big Adam Dewey fan. I'm a massive Adam Dewey fan. I, like, I'm not sold 100% that he couldn't be the 6 for Hastings 7 Yeah, and Brooks be a 14. Like, I, oh, okay. You know, I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not fully – like, don't get me wrong, the, the – Tigers have looked much better with Hastings at seven and Brooks at six. Yep. But in saying that, uh, they won with Madden at six. Uh, and mm. I think that Brooks is a 14. He would almost be kind of like Benny Hunt at origin. He yes. reminds me a little bit of Benny Hunt in the origin where he can come on through the middle. He's running game. Uh, if that isn't the case, if the, if you want to stick with Hastings Brooks, which has seemed to work since Hastings has got there, yep. then Adam Dewey at 13 is a good option. But Joe Offengaway has been improving week in, week out. Matter of fact, I think he had his best game since he's arrived at the club on the weekend at 13. Yeah, right. So much so that him at 13, when he originally got selected there, I was like, I don't believe he's a 13. I think he's a front rower and that's it. Yep. But I think his ball playing has improved out of sight. The amount of work he gets through is improved out of sight. His match fitness, his ball running. So it's a real tough one. Do you want to take away from a guy that's clearly developing mm-hmm. and could be there longer term? Or do you want to throw a guy in that doesn't have much mat fitness, hasn't been in the middle for really ever of his career? Yes. Uh, so, look, right now, if I had to select, I would go for his return game. I'd chuck him in the centers. I'd have Brooks at se- uh, six. I'd have Hastings at seven and mm-hmm. often Galway at 13 and see how it goes from there. Yep. Good analysis. I like that one. Thanks for the question, Marty. That was like that was like a Dustin Johnson 300 Yard bomb wow. with a TP5. It's a fair bomb. Yeah, it's the ball. The TP5, the tailor-made TP5, it's the ball that beats the number one ball in golf, Kempy. What a ball. Oh, no, it's a great what ball. What a ball great to ball. beat the number one golf. Another ball. question here. Um, Kempy, when is bloke going to get involved with some TPAs, as in third-party arrangements for players? Oh, wow. Uh, look. And it says it may just get Cameron Munster over the line with – the Brisbane Broncos. Look, what? Hang on a minute. Look, brave. hang on. I'm trying to. I'm trying to put the pieces <laughs> of the puzzle here together. Bloke beer, Cam Munster, your former club, yep. the Broncos. What's doing? Braith, give me a call, mate. Braith, <laughs> give me a call, mate. Let's work something out. Let's work uh, something out. Braith and Asta we're talking yeah, about. We're talking about Braith and Cam Asta, Munster's who is agent. Cam Munster's agent. Give me a call, Braith. I'm sure we can work something out. Right. Um, you know, a few golden handshakes, if you would. Uh, but look, to be honest, just because I stayed in a penthouse does not mean I'm in a position to be paying any any third-party deals Maybe at all. Maybe down the track. Down Maybe the down track. the track. Maybe down, down the track. track. Um, but yeah, mate, in saying all of that, the fact that the Broncos are going so well, the fact that Munster was a fan of the Broncos growing up, yes. now he may not get the same huge deal as he would get at the Dolphins, but mm. it could become more appealing. It has could, that, has that gone more... off the radar a little bit, the whole Munster 
Yeah, it's an interesting one. Quiet down a little bit. I think, I think it's because the last two weeks he probably hasn't been as good. And so yes. the hype around his form. Oh, and then the chat was saying, "Oh, that's why. That's oh, why. They, that's why yeah. they offered him unders." Yeah, bizarre. Yeah, silliness. Two, two, two okay games, and all of a sudden, that's the answer. Anyway, ridiculous. Uh, let's head to a break. After the break, we'll continue getting to your texts and calls. Welcome back to the captain's run with the great Smithy. Smithy, it's time for tips. Okay, it's time here we for go. Tips. Here we go. Uh, now, obviously, we've got our first game tonight. We've got the Storm versus Manly. What do you got here? I'm predicting Storm will bounce back. Uh, after a almighty spray from the coach during the week. Oh, my God. Yes. The spray would have been biblical. Epic. Panthers-Cowboys. Uh, Panthers too strong in a very, very good game of footy. Broncos-Titans. Broncos. Warriors-Knights. Warriors. Rabbitohs-Tigers. I'm going to go Rabbits. Sharkies-Roosters. I'm going Chalks. Doggies-Dragons. Uh, Dragons. Raiders-Eels. I'm going to go upset of the week, Raiders. Wow, wow. Anyway, thanks for joining us, guys. Go to the app, download us Apple and Spotify, and we'll see you next week. See ya. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.